Hey, hey, this is Soma79 with a special announcement. My new Mega Mix is up. My MF Doom Mega Mix Oxidation Moons Day is now available. Go to www.soma79.com slash doom to check it out. It's a 30-minute mix that I did of MF Doom raps over my own beats. I really enjoy it. I hope you really enjoy it. So check it out. Tell a friend. Peace. Hey, 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 it's Soma79, host of the Articulate Ox podcast. Thank you so, 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 so much for joining me today. This is a very special episode. I guess they're all very special to me, but this one is very special to me. Uh, my guest is Pillsy Beats, my friend, my collaborator. We have a new EP that is out. It is Quiet Life Loud Friends. It actually drops on 1027, so maybe it's not out exactly when I'm recording this, but... um. It'll be out soon. It's out on 1027, Quiet Life Loud Friends. Pillsy Beats is all the productions. I do all the raps. Um, I'm very excited about this. This was a fun... I hadn't. I haven't released an album since, I think, uh, 2009. It's been a, a real long time since I've done a, a hip-hop, like a rap album. I've done some instrumental albums, but this is my first rap album in well over a decade. And Pillsy seemed like the perfect person to work on it with, so... We in this in this interview we go into all the songs in the album. We talk about the story behind all of them. We talk about all the collaborators, everything that went into it, our history and different groups over the years, and all that good stuff. And um, it's an enjoyable listen. I hope. I mean, it's it's a little um, for all the episodes I've done. This is probably the most um, I guess maybe narcissistic because it's all it's a almost three hours and it's all about a project that I released. But hey, you know. For every 50 episodes, if I do one about me, I guess um, I guess I'm okay with that. Hopefully you are as well. So hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, definitely check out Pillsy Beats. I hope you enjoy Quiet Life Loud Friends on 1027 when it comes out. We got guests by Jay Sinatra, guest verses by Jay Sinatra, Wordplay to Fly, SMC, Honest to Grease God, and Copyright, um, King of the Underground Copyright. So um, I hope you dig it. Uh, I really like this album. I really love putting it together. I really enjoyed this interview with Pillsy. So let's not waste it. Let's get back into it. All right. Talk to you. Peace. Cause her man went from damaged kid to damn he's rich But she still can't stand the way he manages To never put nickels in the can for the cancer kids Plus he cheats at corn holding rags that he won So she lost interest like porno after she comes My DM started jingling baby as it was done Two seconds later I can hear the snapping of her gums She calls me half Dodge Challenger, half Lip Gallagher Welcome to the newest episode of the Articulate Ox Podcast I am your host Soma79 and my guest today is my Good friend and collaborator, Pillsy Beats. What is going on today, Pillsy? What's up, dude? How you doing? Uh, you know, just my, my life is just fighting fridges now. I heard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just, uh, just, just having fights with fridges. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mr. Beats over here uh, got a new fridge after fighting for several days, only for it to die after one day. So, yeah. you know, it's there's going to be a lemon out of the block for like a lot of different products, but usually it's going to be dead completely. But the, the one day after is, um, you know. Yeah, not work for 24 hours and be like, just kidding. Yeah. So, you know, stay cool. But um, so what are we here to talk like about? In my today? kitchen. I know, I know. 
Well, I'm glad you still made time to have this conversation. Um, we're hoping to have a guest host on this, but they unfortunately had a uh, emergency right at the end. They might be able to hop on at some point, so we'll see if they do or not. But whatever, we're more than ca capable of interviewing ourselves about um, what are we going to talk about today, man? I'll let you announce it. Um, we're going to talk about our new project. Yes, yes, yes. Quiet Life, Loud Friends. Pillsy Beats, almost 79, the new EP dropping on 1027, which is either today or a week from today. I haven't figured it out yet, Mr. Hogan. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm actually not even sure of the release date. I'm not going to lie. 1027. So it's the last Friday. It's it's the Friday of Halloween weekend. Okay. Uh, yeah. And me and uh, me and um, Honest the Grease God, we also have an album dropping on Halloween. So. Oh, sweet. Keeping awesome. them going. Yeah, a big Keeping weekend coming up then. We talked a little bit about that too. Mm -hmm. Um. So the um just want to say is up up bat um because there's all these people that want to listen to two minutes and say fuck it I'm I'm getting out of here um the album is yeah the album is available on all streaming services um Spotify Apple Music all that stuff on ten twenty seven and it's also available for free download on my website soma seventy nine dot com um with bonus track the bonus track is called um I don't know you but I hate you. So you're not going to want to miss that one. So um, this album, we're just giving it away. We're not trying to get your money on this one. Um, you know, keep your wallet in your pockets. Unless you want to give us money. Yeah, you, you can't, you can't I mean, get I'll it. I'll take money. it. But yeah. yeah um, I need a new fridge. Right. I'll money. just say that. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah donate to the <laughs> fridge fund. Donate to keep Dozy's food cool. Like Also hilarious. My landlord, I, ta I talked to him today and I'm like, bro, the fridge, I had it for... 24 hours and it's not working like you know what i mean it was and now all of the food i just bought is now bad and he goes here's a 1-800 number call them i'm like no motherfucker that's what i pay you rent for yeah. it's to, you fix it he probably spelled out 1-800 each shit but he probably just didn't like look to make sure <laughs> yeah, yeah i was driving when i was reading it so yeah it i'm sure it says 1-800 fuck you yeah yeah. So you can donate to the Pillsy's Fridge Fund. Um, I yeah, will say the Pillsy Fridge Fund. Um, not to get too ahead of ourselves here, but the we do have it. We will have a second EP coming out sometime next year. It kind of depends on when some people get back to me with some features, which whatever. But the <laughs> idea is that at some point, if if the response is good to these, I may press up vinyl with one EP on one side and one on the other. I'm trying to keep them so that, that each of them would fit on one side of vinyl. So oh. as that an option going forward. So. That'd be we'll see if that happens, but right now we're giving it all away for free and hope you enjoy it. So this is, so Pilsy and I, our music um, collaborations went back a long way. We used to be in a couple of the same crews, um, Project Mayhem back in the day, a oh, long, yeah. time, ago. long, long time ago. I think um, it's funny, like I don't, one day my name just appeared on the Project Mayhem MySpace page and that's how I found out that I was in Project Mayhem and I never found out who yeah, did it. Works. Is, I, I, I always thought it was you that put it on there, but I wasn't sure because I know mine and Piro's name appeared on the same day. And I was like, okay, I guess that's it. But yeah, um, pro, pro, it was, uh, uh, yeah, I might have done it. Honestly, I don't remember who did it, but yeah, there's a good chance where I was like, fucking throw them well, on. Yeah, I figured it was either you or Judge, but um, yeah. I just, it, that just occurred to me today. I'm like, wait a minute, how did we really get going on this? I'm like, oh, yeah. 
I think it kind of came from um, everybody seemed to think I didn't suck anymore when I did that Garden State syndrome verse. Like that seemed to be one of people who were like, "Oh yeah, I actually want to work with this guy." So I think yeah, I I, uh, I re- that was like one of the first things that I heard from you, and um, uh, I love the beat. I believe you produced the beat, right? I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah and it got yeah. Like, that. That is actually on a version of that's on my album "Drinking Songs for Children" coming up next year where um my verse is the is the verse from back then it's the same one and i recorded the second verse that's like now so it's me doing a duet with myself from like 13 years ago because i never really released that except for on the project man mixtape but the mix was right. shitty on it so. and uh i ended up doing the hook on that yes you, actually, you got me to go back in the booth which i haven't been in and you know normally i just have other people recording but uh yeah you actually got me to get back in the booth for that which is very uh, like a rare i probably would never do that for anybody else or probably would never do that again. i appreciate it man and that was important because like that song was that was the best verse i ever wrote i think i still think so i basically i took a um i took a mental health day from work because i was severely depressed and i remember i watched the movie garden state for the first time and I, that's the movie that's ironically about very much similar situation and so right. he said something at one point and i just paused and I spit out the pretty much that entire verse as it is today with a few tweaks and stuff. But um, at that one time, and then that was like, I was like, oh shit, like this is like something. So that's like a, Garden State, that that's the one with uh, the dude from uh, Scrubs, right? Yeah, and Natalie Portman. I think Method Man's in it too. I think he's got like a like a small role in it. Cameo. Yeah, I want to say he works at a movie theater or something. They somehow sneak in. I forget, but. I actually probably haven't seen the movie since. It's like that's probably the only ever time ever. So that's why it's called it was called Garden State Syndrome. And so yeah, and then um uh Judge was originally on it, but like you know, he didn't want to have his old verse and he didn't really have time to record anything new. So I just that was the last thing I did was do the whole second it's i'm excited that's not even on this album, but I'm excited to share that with people. That's coming next year. So that was sort of how we met, was like on that song. And I think I probably first heard your stuff through, I think you and Mooney, um, who Trespassion was on here before working on stuff together. I remember a song, was it called Metal Wings? Um, yeah, yeah. There, there was a song that uh, I originally, I, I wrote it and then, um, and it was when um, we, I wrote like, a, like I basically, I was in the middle of writing a song. I wrote half of it. And then um, I'm pretty sure I either went to go record it or I was just like, you know, I think just uh, sang it to to Mooney and uh, Desolate at, that he used to go by at the time. And he was like, oh, that's sick. Let me get on that. And I was like, OK. And then it kind of like, you know, we just kept making multiple songs together and, you know, like, uh, you know, kind of go yeah. back and forth and kind of like the red and meth type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember thinking you guys had a really good cadence off of each other and it sounded really dope like um i remember i remember hearing your first couple songs and like just i don't really being into it and like desolate too i when he when i had him on here um his he still is an incredible writer we talked a little bit about that like the line about um uh in a town where dodging bullets is easier than like you know the cops will um kick your ass and go and laugh about it that donkeys in a, in a town where dodging bullets is similar is is easier than dodging junkies dodging i just junkie. fucked it up yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The line's insane. Like, yeah, he has like he was honestly like as well like bar for bar as a writer. He was always I think like one of my more of like the fa- like one of my favorite like people that like to work with like you know what I mean especially like yeah. out of all my friends and shit like I don't know he just always had like they're always like 
almost so like they were simple but complex but like right. very very catchy you it, know was, it was very natural to him everything he said right. felt like something that it felt like he was him it didn't feel like it was him putting on a performance or like so many times i would hear a bar and i would be like i cannot believe somebody hasn't already said that yet yeah. like where i never heard anybody else say that but i was like damn that's so fucking good but how have i never heard anybody else say that yeah 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 and it's funny too it makes me think about all the times you hear about rappers who are like oh like you're really dope rappers be like oh yeah but, but my friend back in the day he was way better than me he just decided to go quit to go to something else and you're right. just like well, what does that guy sound like <laughs> like where are those well, it's, it's the story of so many people i know too like um like um remember that dude ether um yeah. he, he used to rap with that like divine rhyme and that like that whole like at that time that era and he was so fucking good and you know what i mean and he was just like eh. okay, yeah you know I get, i'm just gonna stop and i'm like you just so many people that i saw that had so much potential just not do shit with it yeah yeah and they just gave up or just didn't I don't know, like it just like the drive was gone or wh whatever it was, you know, whatever that thing is. That just made... They got as much as they were going to get out of it or like they right. they hit they hit the point where it became hard, as I think, you know, a lot of it. I mean, right. but for something, too, is like, I mean, I took years off from making music because it just wasn't in me anymore. And then I came back to it. It's like sometimes it's like you just, you know, we only got one life. You got to do what you get, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I did. I did. I took like a big break from making music for like a couple of years. And then eventually it just, you always get that itch again. You know, it's like, there's always that itch still there that you just haven't scratched yet. And it's just, yeah. you know. You know, what's funny too. So to, to frame this back, what we're talking about, um, Project Mayhem, uh, we had at least one show, maybe multiple, where we opened for copyright, if I remember correctly. Yeah, um, uh, definitely uh, one. Definitely there was one upstairs at the Middle East. I, I remember that. Yep. Um, and uh, oh, I wait, remember no. there was another one where the f uh, there was, was another one. I remember there was a picture of copyright in Hush's kitchen because I think he came over there after. So I, that was the show prior to the one I'm thinking of. So I think there yeah, was, that was that was, that was the first one. And yeah. I want to say it was like it was like an eventual mind show. It was oh, man. I'm trying to think of where it was. I remember it was at like. A place I don't think we were ever allowed to play again. <laughs> but that, that would happen a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that, that night was absolute chaos. That night that, was nuts. I fun. I wish. I wish. Um. Well, hopefully we're gonna have copyright on sometime soon too. And um, I'm sure he probably doesn't. I'm sure he that guy's had so many nights that probably chaos. He might not remember. It, probably doesn't. Remember yeah, it. yeah, yeah. That's sure. probably true. He's probably um, like, oh, that was just a Wednesday. Yeah, which is funny. We'll get to this in a few minutes. Um, the first Mike Monarchy show because I have some funny stories about that too. But um, so copyright is um, he's on a couple songs in the album, which I'm very excited about. Uh, he's on the first single that we released, Wheel Snipe Selly, with um, my other man, Wordplay, the flyest MC. We had him on the other day. That dude is ratings gold. Everybody loves Wordplay, the flyest MC. He's the coolest dude. I was going to say, he's super entertaining. I'm not going to lie. I started like, once I, I produced that song and yeah. uh, I was like, who's this dude? And then you like, you know what I mean? Like I, I started checking out a bunch of his stuff. I started, I watched some of his battles. Um, he's entertaining in the battles. And then uh, I also watched um, a couple of his like vlogs. I like how he does like a vlog because yeah. he seems to always be doing something, uh, yeah. you know, and uh, he's a super entertaining cat. 
for those who don't know Warplate, he's an Alaskan battle MC. He lives out in Juneau. He, ra- he battles under a Pikachu mask a lot of times, yeah. um, which is, and it's just like, as we, we have had him on a few times, um, if you're watching this, you've probably seen those, but there's, um, he, he just, he has the bars to back it up. He's not just like a gimmick or anything. He's a wicked nice dude. He's like 25, but he knows like everything about like hip hop history. Like it's like when I talk to him about stuff, he, it sounds like he had the same cassette tapes I had in 1991. Like I'm really so, like. So at least he's well versed. Like that's. Oh, the, definitely. Yeah. I think that's the problem with like a, like um, a lot of anybody that gets into anything. It's like, you also going to know, like, you know what I mean? If you're into baseball, I feel like you should know, like kind of the history of it yeah. or if it's like if you're into mma music uh, like pretty much whatever it's like you kind of should go back and do a little of the history and i feel like a lot of like a lot of the younger generations don't do that anymore when they're just like yeah he you know, definitely has that like i um, mean granted everything was worse back then like i mean that's yeah. kind of the point of like something progressing because you every every generation somebody sets the bar higher and higher and higher no you know? no as i posted today on instagram this was the pinnacle of everything i had pulled this out because someone posted a meme about how kids today don't know about the 17 weeks in 1991 when the world was run by brian adams and robin hood prince of thieves and i was like i pulled the cassette tape and i'm like i know i know i posted yeah. that meme and i got way more reactions than usual so i pulled the cassette tape. <laughs> But so um, this is what, so much of my rap collection was on this, and it feels like you know he was. I mean, not this Brian Adams tape, but like you know. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, yeah but not, the like Brian Adams was the original. Hip-hop. I do have an Eric B and Rock campaign in full of here. I just happen to have Brian Adams in reaching. <laughs> really sudden or good here, but like yeah, so like um, wordplay. He's on the first single with copyright. Um, that song so came on fire, by the way. Oh, dude. I mean, let's just jerk each other off here, man. I love the beat. Um, every all the dudes who heard it, absolutely. You know, they heard it and they loved it. It's just, it, I was so happy with that one. Um, yeah. so that's that's them. a super old beat, by by the way, too. That's like an old beat, like that oh, I had. It? Well, and then you were like, uh, like I was sending you stuff, and you're like, I want something a little bit more like boom bappy. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you were like, I want something like a little bit more boom bap, but um, but um. But you know, like a the, but like a modern sound or whatever. So I was like, this is something I made a long time ago. But I feel like that was boom bappy. But like I was, um, that's when I actually started getting into really trying a lot of different sounds and, and messing with other stuff. But that just straight sounds like a classic boom bap song. You know what yeah. I mean? Like so. So do you remember remember how old that song is? That beat is. Oh man, um, it's. I don't know. Maybe at least uh like. Uh, Anywhere from three to five years old. Yeah, sweet. Sounds like I, I just have so many folders of old stuff that like. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now you know what I mean? When I go through, like, sometimes I'll find some old gems and stuff that I've made. And I'm like, damn, I forgot about this. This is this is crazy. Yeah, that's but the thing like is. With just, any beat, though, I got to have like, you know, like. It just has to have the right people on it with like the right, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. the right time. That's just a piece of advice to anybody do so much art that you forget about what the stuff you did. That happens to me all the time. And part of it is I'm getting old, but it's like that's how you get good at stuff is do it to the point that it becomes like you forget stuff you even did. Don't like, you know, right, whatever, off my soapbox. But like, no, um, no and I, I have so much of that stuff, and you're absolutely right because like. I'll go back. Oh, like I even have like other old, old laptops or old hard drives of just like going back. And sometimes I'll find some stuff. I'm like, 
this is sick i'm like yeah. i totally forgot about this, this is or sometimes thing. like you'll find something half done where like you weren't you didn't have the technical skills to fix it to fix it at the time but now you're like oh i know how to fix this you just oh like, i i have infinite amount of those you know what i mean yeah. infinite amount of some more like i and i found too with me at least as far as like um like uh my workflow goes like now like i like you know when i start something i'm almost like determined to finish it whether it's like yeah, whether exactly. i have to go back and revise it or whatever it's just like my deter like i'm, I'm just determined to at least finish it and get something out you know what i mean like get something put together but back then i used to just start something and be like i don't like it delete and um or i don't like it i, I like you know I'll go back and look at it later. And then, you know, next thing you know, you have like a fucking, you know, thousand half done beats. You know what I mean? I'm like, damn, I got so much shit to go back to, but I'm sure there's, uh, there's some gems in there too, you know, like, so well, it's funny. So like that, the oxidation doomsday mix I just made, which is like 30 minutes of me doing, um, doom raps over my beats like that came because i was going through an old hard drive and i found a failed attempt at remixing my fail, my favorite ladies with the doom song from like 12 years ago. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I couldn't do it then, but I bet I can do it now. Then within a week, I had right. I had literally a 30-minute mix of like 12 or 13 Doom songs. See, that's what I mean. I'm sure if I go back, I could probably like, you know, dig up a bunch of stuff. And I, I'm sure I can put put out like 12 different beat tapes if I wanted to have just like, yeah. you know, a bunch of stuff that were like, at the time was unfinished. But I'm sure I could go back now and crush yeah. a bunch of shit. Yeah. Um, so... So yeah, so wordplay was so kind of like the idea on the song on my end because you know Pilsy made the beats and over me and I decided I decided I wanted to do a song called Wheel Snipe Snelly. <laughs> I can't even say Wheel Snipe Selly. It's a reference to um, this isn't really a secret because it's a reference. Yeah, the show Letter Kenny, which is a show yeah. that absolutely blew my mind. Um, and I got a little Letter Kenny secret um, thing that I got um, that's a special that's already done. That's part of Drinking Song for Children coming up next year. That I'm oh, you showed me that last time I came. Yeah, uh, I came yeah. So yeah. I don't yeah. want to say what that is yet, but yeah. I'm, I'm so there's more Letter Kenny stuff coming. Um, but like that show, if you haven't seen it, it's absolutely amazing. It's, it's Canadian Hicks, and it's just it's on Hulu. I'm, I'm not. Oh yeah, yeah. Around, but... I, I got I got actually super into it. Um, yeah, it's uh, fucking amazing. Yeah, me and Liam uh, when I was living over at uh, Lateb's house. Um, um, uh, we used to just get stoned and sit on the couch and I was like, oh, check this out. And then we end up watching every episode, like just marathon the shit out of it. Yeah, it's fun. Both of us had the winter off that year and we were just like, yeah, let's just marathon Letterkenny and get stoned every day. Um, so as part of the um, the show, there's two hockey players, Riley and Jonesy, and um, there's a they there's all these like this hockey slang they throw along, around. One of them is wheel snipe Sally, and it basically means shoot, score, celebrate. So it's like wheel is like skate fast, you know, snipe is you know slap shot or whatever, and Sally is celebrate after you score. So yeah. it's like, but it can be used in other ways as well, just to be like you know, to express a similar sentiment in different areas you know, right, where you right. dominate and pat yourself on the back. So I kind of figured that was the perfect song. You know, wordplay is sort of um, a larger than life personality. Like, and he's, he's a character dude. for sure. Yeah, he's a punchline dude. You know, copyright is, um, he's, a, he's, a, he's a big, he raps big. Like he's got those big punchlines and um, is someone who seems like he could wheel snipe Sally. So I kind of figured this was a song to kind of bring them all together. Like I had, I had met wordplay on the, on, when I, I interviewed him for the first time it was the first time I met him. We talked about doing a song and in the intro, I was like, we're doing a song together. I don't know what it is, but hopefully like 
it'll be out soon. And then coming out the day that our last episode came out last week was when Real Snipes Ellie dropped. So this has been, uh, you know, perfect. It kind of comes full circle. It's coming full circle. Incubating in the articulate ox, um, you know, incubator uh, for a while. But so um, the. I also so, like how your podcast just, you know, makes you manifest things where you're like, we're going to do something. And then all of a sudden, boom, it happens. I'm glad I got to be a part of it. I'm, I'm glad I got, to, I got to put put it all together. It's funny. I mentioned this on an episode of you, this good Kim King Champs, who definitely check him out. West Philly 187. His video is fucking sick. But like he, uh, I talked to him about how like people have conversations with you in public they won't have in private. Like it would be weird if I hit up some person on the internet that I barely knew. It was like, hey, you want to get on the phone, like chat for like a half hour about nothing? And they'd be like, no, of course not. I'm like, hey, <laughs> you want to talk to this total stranger on a video? I'm going to share it with everybody I know. My family will see it. Your family will probably see it. Like ex girlfriends will make fun of you. They say you look fat, all that stuff. And they're like, oh, yeah. sure, I loved it. <laughs> like it's, yeah, it's weird. exactly. They're like, oh, that's going to be broadcasted for the world. Yeah, no, I'll I'm do in. That. Yeah. But yeah. it's funny. That actually does make a big difference. It's, 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 so uh, I don't know. But um, so the album uh, and then copyright, who've been working with, we got a bunch of songs in the can with him. I want to say I haven't counted them up. We probably have close to 10 that are either done or almost done or or out what, or with, copy, out. with copyright. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, a yeah. Lot. I mean, yeah, we have a lot. <laughs> yeah. And a lot that hasn't come yet. And there's still allegedly one that's coming soon that he's um that's the, one up for it. that's the one I think it was supposed to be the first one. And then it ended up, I, I think, think it might have been. Last. Yeah. This one I'm really excited for because I went back and listened to it the other day and I was like, oh, I was on something that day. And actually, I'm going to get to what I was on that day in a minute because that ties into Quiet Life Lab Friends. But oh. um, the, uh, actually, I'll get into that now. So this album was a little, for? yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'll wait till I ask myself later as if I'm going to remember. This album was in some ways born out of the prescription drug shortage um, in this country for Ritalin. Because I had been, I, I have ADHD and I've been on um, time release Ritalin for like, mo- like most of my adult life. And then all of a sudden you couldn't get it anymore. So I'm like, well, give me the other stuff. Like, give me the stuff that the kids like, you know, like, like crush up and snore. I mean, I'm an adult, I can handle it. No, there was still Ritalin, but it wasn't time release. Like it wasn't the ones you take one pill and it goes the day. And I then like ADHD. Well, you're the one. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Everybody. Yeah, I would just say. Um, so like, but that that first weekend that I switched my medication, I think I wrote and recorded 10 songs or like 10 verses or full songs. And, and I'm I pretty was, sure that was around the time that you hit me up and you were like, hey, good any, yeah, yeah. You're like, you're going to beats. And then, you know, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you're like, get into like extra ones. Like, uh, you know, you were like, send me a little bit of everything. And uh, yeah, and then I send you some stuff and then you're like, yeah, I already have songs written to those. Okay, so now uh, just keep sending more. And I'm like, all right, I'm yeah. just keep sending them. I think I did 10 that weekend. Um, and a bunch of them are on, a bunch of, a lot of them is Quiet Life Loud Friends. Um, I uh, think- we, we made a couple for- um, for, uh, You're Scaring the Ducks. The ducks. Come, yeah, because we hadn't decided which one was going to go on which year. I was hoping to put out You're Scaring the Ducks first, but- been well, delays. I started mixing. I started mixing songs, and then I was like, "All right, here's the track list." And then you went, "Half of those aren't going to be on that yeah. project." And I was like, "Okay." And then so I started mixing other stuff, and then I was like, "Just send me the track list." Yeah. You tell me. You tell me what you want on here, and we'll figure it out from there. I started thinking today about what the track list is for the next one because I'm like, got to keep it under 20 minutes. I know the title song will be in there. Um, I know. Mm-hmm. 
there's a song I'll mention this that Rex um, he did a hook for. That was the last song I recorded in that ten song marathon, and I kind of liked it. But it sounds like the last song you record in a ten song marathon, so I got to go back and kind of redo it and tighten it up a little bit. But Rex totally killed the hook on that, so that's yeah. Be yeah. I was actually I texted you about that. Um, yeah, I forgot I told you that came in. Yeah, like a like a little while ago, I was like, hey, what's the deal with that? Yeah, so that's I'm excited about that. I'll share that with you um, as it is now. But the um. And then uh, copyright be on that too. And then possibly Mac Lethal. I got decided what we're going to do with that, that. I have a verse from him that we might try to do something with, but we'll see. Yeah, That's uh, the next one. It's. Uh, I was going to say, it's not the one uh, I didn't produce that, did I? Well, this one would, so it, I'm, I'm going to take this verse. I have that album I put out years ago that I never really released online because it's kind of a lot of samples on it. So, um, but there's a song Although with Mac Lethal. Nobody cares unless you're making a ton of money off of it. And then they're like, now we'll sue you. Yeah, and I just don't want to bet against myself, and the music isn't that great. So what I'm doing is I'm taking the best songs from it and kind of reviving them in a new way. So with that one, I think I'm going to – and I, there's a few lines in my verse that I want to change in that because I feel like they don't age very well. But I think I want to remix that song and release it again, but with, with some slightly tweaked verses with me and use his verse because I have it in the can. I might as well use it, you know? Yeah, yeah I mean, once again, that's why I'm like – it's it's funny. I, I watched um, – uh, I don't know, it was some podcast or interview or – something i don't know maybe it was nothing but um uh, <laughs> I, this guy uh he basically said that he was like he goes if you're like a, like what are you holding on to stuff for and i actually just got off the phone with somebody else that i was talking about that with they were like what are you holding stuff for like what are you what are you saving it for you know what i mean right. it's not like um you know like unless it's for like a uh, like a specific project or something right. like, that. like but besides that like there'll be stuff that people are like no but this one song I'm, I'm holding on to this one it's like but for what you know what i mean right. like if, if you either want people to hear it or you don't you right. know what i mean so right. you either put it out there and people like it and listen to it or they don't and they don't right. you know like i think a lot of people are scared of now that like we live in an age where so much good music doesn't get heard there's just so much music out there and it's like every time someone discovers a new song and it replaces it, they don't they don't really think of it this way but it replaces another song they listen to i discovered a new song today i listened to it eight times that that was that was eight times i didn't listen to another song that i may never hear again so it's like that's sort of what you're competing for and that's kind of tough because a lot of people make their choices on music based on emotion and not based on oh i'm going to find the best thing it's or, because or, or people very rarely find a song that they like so much that they'll listen to it eight times in a row right right or there are some people you sometimes get in a car with someone and they don't see it so much anymore but i remember years ago you open up their cd wallet and it's all like soundtracks to like rent soundtrack to singles and you're just like this person doesn't even know what music is like <laughs> And it's like, that's a lot of people. So it's like, the, yeah. I think a lot of people have the fear that like, oh, it's going to come out and it's going to be like two streams. And it's like, well, that could very well happen. But like, I, I think people have to put a little bit of effort into like, you know, getting their stuff out there. And like, if you're proud of something, don't be scared to be proud of it, I guess. You know? Well, like, like, I mean, going back to that, that other quote or whatever that I heard that they were saying, they were like, like, who are you holding and saving this for you know what i mean like at that point like you're almost late to your own party you know what i mean like if yeah. you if you're not putting something out it's like what you know like what what's what's the point you know so uh and uh, it took me a long time to do that because i would have that mentality like oh no i'm gonna save this for this and put this on this and it's like nobody gives a shit until they right. give a shit 
you right. know and so and until- unless you have a real concrete plan unless you just if you're saving it for some existential someday it's like it'll never come just right or even then like once again by the time you go to put it out it's already too late you know what i mean it's like once yeah. again you're already late to your own birthday like you're, yeah. you're late to your own party because like by the time you put it out it's like when the time that that song had its relevance is when it had its relevance and you shouldn't put it out because now like that thing that you thought was going to be this big thing when you put it out right. people, like i feel like people overlook that so it almost like lets you down even more because people are like you know it didn't have the effect you wanted it to have or you thought it was so amazing that you were going to save it and by the time you put it out you know even then maybe you even have way better shit now and so by the time you put it out now people are like yeah it's okay anyway what's the next one and you're like right you know yeah. i feel like the same thing with like a lot of artists or something like that where they're like i spent so much time on this painting or this piece of art and you know people are like yeah and then yeah. they look at the thing that you put zero effort into and just like you know like you know just threw it together or whatever and people are like that's amazing yeah. oh my god and you're like what the fuck people i feel like <laughs> i feel like that with a lot of like um like certain beats and shit too where at least back, like, you know, back then I would like try to uh, like, um, I would put so much into it and, and like, not like I don't put any effort in, but I'm saying as far as adding so much shit and having all these like big buildups and breakdowns and drops and like all this stuff. And then I was like, that's the shit people are like, meh, it's okay. Anyway, play the next one. Right. And then I'll play, play the beat that I, you know, I spent hours, you know, hours or days or weeks or whatever on that one song, like that one beat being like, this is going to be this big, thing with the right artist on it or whatever and then the most simple beat is everybody's like yeah that one's fire I'll, i like that one and yeah. i'm like there's know, a saying that no if you... not not no effort but you know i i put that together extremely quickly right there's a saying that if you can't um if you can't blow them away with brilliance dazzle them with bullshit and i think that was because I, I used to do the same thing where i'm just like okay maybe this isn't the best baseline in the world and maybe this isn't the best you know hi-hat in the world but if i cram a ton of shit all around it and all of it is mediocre it'll add up to something better like i'm essentially <laughs> trying to play money ball with like my, my beat and it's like that it's like if you it's like if you can't pick up an acoustic guitar and play a little something then you probably can't play guitar and it's like there's a little bit of that to beat making where it's like you just gotta like fuck with it till you know what you're doing right you know and after fucking with shit enough uh, like you know for enough time and you know um yeah i i feel like i was always good at picking samples and everything anyway like i i always thought i had a good ear for that but um as far as like starting to play stuff and like you know start using more like beat machines or you know what i mean like um i don't know like um like the mpk or just like any any other like little yeah. thing i could play with like that's when i started being like all right let's see what i can really do you know yep yep I totally feel you so um so yeah wheel snipe sally that um has now it's been doing pretty well so i'm excited about that i saw i got picked up by it's been on a bunch of playlists and it's got a bunch of views so i really appreciate that i think there'll be a video coming for that at some point i think wordplay might be coming out here in november so um uh yeah that'd be cool too like um i i've talked to him um a little bit um uh online but like i've never like i never got to really you know i'd like to be able to sit down and meet him and you know yeah do i'm i'm saying here i've never met him in real life but like i think he was he was talking about coming out so if so we're gonna shoot some stuff if not i i had a concept for the video i don't want to give too much away that we can do sort of easily without you know 
on the on the on the on the considering that it's going to be Alaska, Ohio, and Boston, you know, trying to pull this thing together. So, well, more about that. There is a video though for the first song on the album. Um, these trees have eyes. Uh, that I believe I'm thinking about when I was going to drop that. I think we may drop it um, the day the album comes out. I'm thinking about doing that. Um, the uh, I I so the video does. I think you should drop it a few days before the album comes. Yeah, out. Yeah, that might be a bad idea. Maybe we'll do that. Um, Just the, to be like. Don't check yeah. this out. Coming right. Yeah. The um the video does feature um some imagery that makes me realize that maybe I should have dropped that on Friday the 13th. But it is um there's it is how there's some some spooky shit in it, sort of. So Halloween's a good time to drop that. So these trees have eyes, first song off the EP. Um that one, as soon as I heard it, like I've always been in love with these songs on albums that where the album kind of starts on like kind of a, a different tone i remember there's a song on mac lethal's album 1111 the his rhyme sayers album that the first song kind of goes on for a long period of time it doesn't have a hook or anything it's just sort of him like spewing everything on the page and like that's sort of what i was going for in this where i didn't want there to be a hook i just want to be totally atmospheric and, and sort of be the thing that embodies what quiet life loud friends sort of is about you know, it's basically song, a run, it's a run-on sentence yes yes as i'm <laughs> saying giving run-on sentence about yeah, it it's, but, it's just a run-on sentence yeah do you have any memory of um of that beat at all of making it uh dude i don't have any memories at all actually now that i think about it i you're wondering I, how you got where I, you are I, right I, now? I forgot everything i remembered yeah no um as far um Honestly, that that was I remember for a while, like every time I'd make a beat, I would try to make it sound like the complete opposite of the last beat that I made. And I think that was around the time that I actually I started trying to make like I started trying to make some dance music, which I also still plan on releasing yeah. a little like I want to make some dance music, too. Yeah, dude, I, I got some stuff I want to send you, actually. I'll yeah, send definitely. you even uh, after this. But um, but yeah, I started making some dance music and I was like, you know what? I'm not. Like, once again, I was like, I'm going to just completely step out of my element and just try something I've never tried before. Yeah. And I did it. I was like, that doesn't sound half bad. Yeah. You know, you know, I was like, maybe I'm onto something here. And so I started really and then um, I started making, I don't know, um, I started trying to make a little bit more like rock stuff, um, a, a little bit more like um, acoustic stuff. Like I started just kind of, you know, once again, just like, you know, let's see where this goes and where this goes and started kind of really just kind of stepping out of my element and um, out of my comfort zone. And I remember that was one of those beats where I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to try to make like, uh, like some, you know, hip hop shit again. And I made that, but I remember like, but I was like, I'm going to pick some super weird, like sounds and everything. So when I started like messing around with it and playing stuff, I was like, sounds super weird and like creepy, like eerie. And, but, yeah. uh, but, yeah, I remember thinking I was like, this sounds cool as shit. But I would also in my head, I was like, I don't know who like, you know, who would use this basically. This like, yeah, this. Yeah, this it's because when I heard it, it was it was the perfect sort of atmospheric thing. I'm like, oh, this is a good way to get into it. Because I wanted something that like, I wanted something that had atmosphere to it, but was going to leave me room to kind of like show off a little. Because I really wanted like, I mean, this is the first song on the album. I wanted to show off sort of my writing skills and show that like my flow was has improved over the years. And so like that said, was, that's, that's like an airy beat, but also like an airy beat. Yeah, you know? yeah. Where it's like it definitely leaves some room for you know what I mean, like 
yeah you know the 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 writer just say something you know when i dropped in like the cricket sounds in the background that's when i was like oh i really i really like that like i thought that really funny because when you, you when you sent it to me to mix it and master it like uh when i heard it like uh i remember um you being like oh i got this like this crickets like the crickets or whatever that i looped that uh that i want you to like keep in it or whatever and yeah. so when I when I you know started mixing the beat and I mixed the cricket stuff into it, I was like, all right, I see I see where he's going with this. Like I I, I liked it. Like I feel like that almost added a whole nother element to it that I didn't know it needed until I heard it. And I was like, damn, it, it definitely needed that. Yeah. But did I didn't know it. And I already had the video in mind at that point too. So like um right. it was and apparently like you already had a whole visual, like a whole a whole thing, you know idea behind it that i i also had no idea about so i was like yeah all right that came together with um our former mike monarchy bandmate um nick narconics pascarosa he him and i shot that like extremely quickly one day um on my back when did you guys even shoot that where when um god it was we shot it in two hours i would say and that in a probably two or three months I, see the video's been done for a while so it's it was i want to say august maybe we probably shot it in august um because yeah, i feel like I, I don't i honestly i don't remember when i when i sent you that beat but i feel like i sent that to you a while ago yeah because this i'm trying to think i think my medication change happened in like may or june so i think that was around the time that i spit out a lot of this stuff maybe even earlier i forget I think it was earlier. Than I think that. it was earlier too, because I was looking back at some emails today about someone who still loves me at first, and I was surprised at how much how long ago it was. So I think it probably was maybe March or April. But right. that's why I was like, I feel like we've been working on this for a while now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or at least shooting ideas back and forth, and you being like, you know, I got some ideas for this. Hey, can you send me some? You know, kind of just like had some rough ideas of what like would you want to sound like in your head, and I was like, I got that. Yeah. And the goal too was that like so I've always I I've had a whole hard time making beats for myself. So I, when you when you came around being a producer and had all these beats, I was like, perfect. This is exactly what I need. Because I it took a lot of pressure off me to try to like do something that felt overwhelming in my head to like make beats that I thought would would objectively work and then write to them. I just I would wasn't there, you know. Well, I feel I feel like uh uh like at least as far as like me producing again, I remember I took like, you know, I took time off. And honestly, I just studied a bunch of like the business, the music business side of it, yeah. and which I've been terrible at implementing. But uh, but I know it now. I have the knowledge, and knowledge yeah. is power. And uh, and and um, but I uh, but when I started making beats again, I remember um, I started producing again, and I did a lot of stuff that um, just to just to get back into it and get the back in the swing of things. So. Um, when I started producing it, I like, I had a ton of stuff that I was like, this isn't ready for like human consumption yet. <laughs> but, yeah. but I was like, you know, I'm, I'm getting back there. I'm getting there until um like, like, as far as I just wanted to get my sound right, as far as like, you know, like uh my, my mixing and, and things like that. Cause I'm like, I always feel like I always made dope beats. They just, you know, they sounded like shit. Well, the other thing too, so that's something new that I think with this this EP was something a new experience for me is that like 
like I've realized that a lot of the beat making process is really that you sit down, you make a bunch of beats, which is what I did for that oxidation doomsday thing. And then you sort of send them off and they're not finished yet. And I think a lot of people treat those beats as finished. It's like they're the first song of the, they're the skeleton of the song, but then like being able to take the time and patience to go, okay, this is where it should drop out. This is where we need the bass a little more is like, that makes a big difference. Oh yeah. And that, like I said, that's the thing that I think I, I had to spend the most time on as far as getting back in i was like as far as like all of those little fine details and they're all things that like i put at the back burner back when i first used to make beats i would be like oh, i just gotta make the hardest sound shit you know yeah. and 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 that wasn't the case like that's when i started really fine-tuning and mixing stuff and that's when i was like oh okay you know to like I, this sounds way better now and so uh, i don't know that just improved that's just one of the skill set that i needed to improve on yeah yeah so as for in terms of lyrically on um, these trees have eyes that was a song that like a lot of my songs i kind of like there it's a fictionalized version of myself like i sort of i approached my writing not like you know some people are like you know in totally cool they're like i don't rap with anything that i haven't lived and like I, I would love to be that way, but like I, I'd be rapping a lot about spreadsheets. I'd be rapping a lot about like going to check the mail and rapping a lot about not leaving the house. Well, so that, what I I've, sort also of, heard, I've also heard so many people say that where they're like, uh, bro, it's entertainment. You know what I mean? That's like, how I approach it. People aren't like, you know what I mean? Like if, if that's all you that you rapped about was uh, shit that you really did, I feel like 95% of rappers would be out of a job. Right. You know what I mean? Or they would just be rapping about their real job. You yeah. know what I mean? The so. way so the way I approach it is with sort of the pro wrestling approach, where it's like you look at someone like Stone Cold Steve Austin or The Rock, the personalities you see on television are just blown they're, they're their own personalities turned up to like eleven. And right. like so so I sort of think of like my rapping personality as like an alternate version of myself. It's a version of myself that might have existed if I made some different decisions in my life, but it's like it's the more interesting version of myself. It's, 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 um, you are an interesting dude. I thank you. But, um, it's, so I try to explore things that like, it's sort of like things that exist in me, even if they haven't existed in the physical. Cause it's like, I live so much of my life in my own head and it's sort of like welcoming people into like the part of me that I'm spending most of my time in, but everybody else doesn't know about. And so, but that first song, these trees have eyes is really, it's more of an autobiographical song than I, I think almost anything else that I've done. It's more about um, the, the concept of you run away, but you can't run away from yourself, which is like I when COVID started, I was living in a one bedroom apartment with two cats and like feeling like the walls are closing in on me because I was working from home and never leaving the house and not really knowing what to think of all this stuff like a lot of people. And I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to move and buy a house. So I just also when, your fucking house is amazing it's like my that's literally my dream home it's falling apart it sucks no one come here the um the uh yo do you do you have a fridge does it work <laughs> you want to borrow just it saying, just saying yeah so like um i basically the song is about sort of the trees staring back at you and it's about the idea of you know you stare into the abyss and the abyss stares back into you and about how you know, I kind of ran away to get out. You know, I'm so happy I moved. This move is the best move for me. But the song was a reflection of a different version of me where it's like, 
you know, I, I, I would never have been out here if I didn't have a long relationship that ended a few years ago. And so like this song, there's a line in the song about like, um, I came to the country after my, after my world dumped me, um, to let my lungs breathe and something like that. So that's sort of what the song is about is about me trying to regroup myself now that as I'm trying to restart a new stage in my life, but also feeling that paranoia being like, okay, I got away from everybody, but now it's really is just me. And it's like, that's the scary thing where it's like, you know, a lot of us are scared to turn down. Ooh, nice shot, man. Um, a lot of us are scared to like turn off our phones and do any of this stuff and be alone. And this is a song about what happens when you actually do force yourself into being alone. Actually, my and, dream. I would love to just literally have a house in the woods and be alone and just make beats all day. That's literally. what I've been saying for like nothing would be years. happier. Nothing well, would make me happier. Well, it's funny that it's funny because like um not I don't like to talk too much about my personal life, but you knew my ex. Um I don't want to mention her name because she's a pretty private person, but like um she's a great, awesome person. We're so close. But like when we were together, our long-term goals, mine was always I want to go in like the middle of nowhere and just sit and do my art and then communicate like kind of like deal with the world in my own terms. And yep. she always wanted to kind of live in a city and she just moved to a major European capital this week. And I bought this and it's like, we it's sort of like, we, it was yeah, obvious. We both had, right. We both had different visions and it's like, we got, what we wanted though, but like, that's how far back I wanted this stuff and how bad I wanted that. Like I didn't like, neither one of us wanted to give up on our dreams and what we really wanted. So that's, nobody wants to compromise that's that's the right point. and i think it's we're better off for not having done it and it's like that's but that's sort of where all of this music was birthed out of that i was done doing music when we were i, I was living in a place that i really liked but was not conducive to making music at all like not just like you know structurally but just like geographically and emotionally and i just had given up on it and so this this being the first song on the album that comes back where it talks about that a little bit to me is sort of symbolically significant to me. Well, it, it also um, uh, makes a great um, like almost intro, you know what I mean, for for the album. Because yeah. it's a it's a good like just get right into it, you know, and and uh, I don't know. I love that song for that reason. Appreciate it. And it's sort of like so the title quiet life loud friends the idea is sort of based upon that idea about that i want i want to be able to live a quiet life but still have loud friends and still be able to do this shit but i just don't want to have to do it like um i don't want to do it in downtown boston i want to do it like on my own terms and my own little places and it's like that's the concept and it can mean so many different things and the, the idea for me lyrically was to sort of and even sonically with the beats that i chose that you did is to have it make it be sort of like left turns that, that don't really feel like left turns um because that first song sort of ends it's like a song about like kind of like smoking weed and being paranoid and then it ends and we didn't plan this but wordplay comes in going somebody open a window or something because like yeah, he, doesn't, yeah, yeah. he doesn't smoke weed and i assume somebody then was probably smoking weed and that's what he was probably saying so that was one of the reasons why i put that up against each other too because i'm like that fits sort of well then where he's just like it's almost it's like we've heard your bullshit poetry stuff yeah, let's open a window, get that shit out of here. Now we're gonna rap, you know. Yeah, and then and then it goes into like you know what I mean, like that song, which is I think perfect, like the perfect. Uh, right. As much as it's like a transition, it's a fucking jump. You know what I mean? Where it and goes. then another accident at the end of that song, copyright ended it with ended a line about anyone riding with me is bound to get. Um, basically saying that if you're in a car with him, you're basically gonna be dead because I'm driving like the lunatic. It basically. Uh, it's I don't want to say it's a drunk driving joke, but he sets up no, a he, metaphor. He says something about uh, uh, um, 
says some about uh driving with me in a hearse and dive uh dive right in the, uh, you yeah. might as well you might you might as well yeah you might as well you know drive in the hearse and dive right in the dirt basically you might as well kill yourself if you're driving with me and right, like yeah. so that so that song two and song three is probably the first song that i finished for the album i think the song that i actually convinced me that we we're going to do this was um the door or the window and so that that starts with me there's me um in between in between the verses i sort of like talk a little bit and kind of improv some stuff there and i talk about how um get in the car with me don't get in the car with him and like that like just sort of matched up perfectly even though it wasn't really planned but it goes to him being like don't you should like get in the car with me don't drive with me then me going yeah don't go with him get it with me and then yeah, at yeah. the end i think i'm like don't get it with me either <laughs> yeah it comes full circle again that that, that actually comes back at the end of a different song later but so that song the door of the window that was one that i have to say and i hope this i don't i hope i don't sound like a jackass saying this hope people don't hear it and say it's terrible but when i wrote that song it gave me um some confidence that i didn't have in a while and i remember when he played me beats that day played that i remember saying to you i'm like be, be careful who you give that one to because it's really dope and I, and someone should do something really dope with it. I didn't think that I had, I didn't think it was me. I didn't, I, it felt like it was too airy for me. But then I was like, when you, when I when left it with me, I'm like, I got an idea though. It will, I mean, it's, it's almost like, um, kind of like, um, upbeat too, you know, like it has, a, yeah, it's like a very upbeat feeling. That's actually a beat that I made, um, when I was in Key West. Oh, yes. And um, uh, yeah, I made that beat when I was in Key West and um, I was sitting, um, I had an Airbnb with um, like its own like private back porch area with yeah. a hot tub and it had a uh, a mango tree um, in the backyard. And so you could just literally pluck mangoes out of the tree and just eat like a fresh mango. And I was That's sitting amazing. in the backyard, just sitting there kind of just vibing out. And I was like, I need, I need to make something that's like, you know, like uh, something that's like, you know, kind of a upbeat and like feel good type of type of thing. Cause I was just, that's the mood I was in at the time. And it's a little uh, bluesy too. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say it's got like a little jammy feel to it. Yeah. And, um, and that's kind of what I wanted. I wanted like, you know what I mean? Like I was kind of just a, like in a jammy mood. And if you walk around Key West, if you, I don't know if you've ever been, or if anybody no, ever, here, it's amazing. Um, yeah. There's like a giant strip called Duval street. And I, I got my house right off of duval street so like you walked off of the street and you were on duval street which is the big like party street like the street with all like the all the, the all the bars and just basically like all the fun stuff to do and um and uh, like as you walk down that street every bar has somebody like playing guitar or you know like basically a live show going on outside right there on like every bar on on every corner so like I was walking around listening to a lot of live music and and um there's a lot yeah, of uh, like jam, you know a lot of jammy stuff around there and so um yeah so I just kind of when I made the beat I was there and uh, in that vibe and I was like I want to make something kind of like jammy after walking around and listening to people play live music all all night yeah. you know it's funny. And, uh, so when, when I first heard it I think my resistance to recording to it was that I felt that it was it worked very well as being genuine who it was. Cause it's like, so I thought to me, I'm like, this isn't for me because it seems like something a cool person would report to. And I don't try <laughs> to make myself sound cool in my music. Like that's not what I go for. You so are, inevitably, when you're I, cool in your way. Okay. I, oh yeah. I'm not scared, but it's like, I'm not, 
someone who's gonna try it's like it's weird to be somebody who puts my music out there and is like go listen to it but i'm not like i'm not like a look at me type person um no no but, no, no but no. like the um that song i was just like this isn't for but then like i thought about it, i'm like what if i sort of make it a joke where it's like oh i'm gonna play the role of being the person who gets too drunk and the, the, You're like, the cool dude at the party I'm, well, I'm the idiot at the party. Like, so basically, the idea of the yeah, door and the cool window. One. Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, <laughs> cool him. But like the idea yeah, it was yeah. a reference to um, I'm going to get you, sucker. You've ever, you ever seen that movie? I'm going to get you, sucker. That it sounds old. It was, like, I think, a Wayne's Brother movie from back, back in the day. And there was a running joke in it where they go, you can, I forget the exact wording, but it's like, you can either leave, they either take the stores or the stairs or the window, basically saying you can either leave on your own or I'm going to throw you out. And yeah. so, I adapted that to the door or the window because I thought stairs like that worked in that context. There's a visual image of the stairs, but like I thought the door worked better for the song because it, it's sort of like because basically I, you can either leave on your own or we can throw you out. Is sort of what that idea is. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also uh, you have so many lines of that too because once again, it's one of those beats. I was sitting there just like uh, when I was last time I was at your house. I was sitting there playing a bunch of beats of just uh you know and i think i just uh just came back from key west yeah 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 and so um and i remember playing you beats and i was like oh here's one that i made when i was in key west you know like feel like you know just in a super vibey mood and um also by the way all the mangoes from the tree would just randomly fall off so i'd be sitting there making a beat and then like a mango would fall and like oh hit God. my head or like almost hit my laptop i'm like ah so it was tasty as shit Oh, they're mad good, especially yeah. the fresh ones. Puck yeah, out. sure. That, um, but so, uh, yeah. but I, I remember playing that beat, uh, and like uh, that is one of the beats I played for you. And you're like, dude, whoever used yeah. that, like, like that, that's one of the ones you save. You know, you're like, yeah, save that for like, you know what I mean, like the 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 right moment, the right person, all that. And I'm like, I was so certain it wasn't for me. And then when uh, I wrote it, I was just like, oh. Because I hadn't written a solo. This is what it was. I hadn't written a solo song. I'd come back a few years ago, and almost everything I did for Drinking Song for Children, which is already done, like all the old solo songs were mostly old songs. And the the new stuff I did were most of the collabs. So I don't think I'd really recorded a new solo song in uh, like maybe 15 years. <clears throat> that may have been the first one. So after I did it, because I was feeling like, okay, well, I can do these collabs and people are into it, but like, I got to be able to do my own stuff. And that was a song that I felt the breakthrough on. I'm like, oh, this is like a new personality. This is a new, this is a way I can vibe what I want to talk about, but have it work, you know? So yeah, was, is this when you you had like the, the med switch too? or the... This is before that, I think. I think this was, um, I think I had, I had written this song was in this feeling, okay, I did this one. So that's why I was asking for more. Cause I'm like, okay, we can, I now feel like I'm in the groove and let's do it. So I think it was all just well-timed. I think, yeah, because I, like I, I mean that that's one of the songs too that like when I heard it like the concept like uh like the little like I love the little um in between things that you did like uh like you know like the little like almost yeah. like in between stuff like I thought that was like genius like it was, I think like, I did that all in one take if I remember well, correctly it, it tied everything together so well and just like I don't know like just. I know it just came out perfect the way like when I like when I heard the thing that you sent me like the the rough mix and you were like here yeah. mix this I heard it I was like holy shit I'm like yeah th this is 
Yep. This in is two, it. and we'll get into this a little bit when we get to the end of the album. But um, that's the first song where I almost almost sing. I, I did kind of sing song a little bit on the hook. And so I don't know if I've told the story on the podcast before. This is probably a good time to tell it. So the reason that I do rap is because of I don't know if I've ever told you this story about my experience taking singing lessons when I was like 21. Do you remember if I've ever, ever told you this story? Uh vaguely. Okay. So this was around it was it was um around 2001, 2002. I had always wanted to be a singer. I basically, the first time I discovered the Lemonheads, like Evan Dando was everything that I wanted to be and more. And I'll tell a story a different time, but I just got to meet his mother the other day and she's delightful and she follows me on Instagram and I couldn't be happier about that. But nice. yeah. So like, I was like, all right, well, like I could play a little guitar. Like I'm sure I can learn how to sing. And so I went and I, I called. I remember my mother had a friend who sang at her wedding. And my mother had been married for a long, like before I was around. And I'm, and she's the only person I knew who's a singer. And I never met this woman. I'm like, well, what's your name? And she gave it to me. I looked her up. And this woman, like, I called her. And it was like, she had, like, no clue who the fuck I was or why I was yeah. calling her. You're like, you sang at my mom's wedding. And she was like. In the 70s. Yeah, and and she it's was like, like, I sang at a lot of weddings, you right. moron. <laughs> I remember her name was Mary DeQuatro. So she's still out there. Um, but so she um, just gave Mary. me a um, a number of a place that was on um, on um, Mass Ave in Boston, right across from Berkeley. And she's like, there's someone here. Call them. And I'm like, okay, I got a name. Was that Bristol? Um, it might have been. I don't Well, I remember the person's name. And I don't want to tell it because of the way the story goes. I was going to say Bristol Studios was a studio that was uh, across the street from Berkeley, right next to like the Army Navy store there. Yeah, yeah, that and, was probably um, it then. And and there was Bristol Studios because um, I used to go there and take free pl- Pro Tools classes because they would be like, uh, oh, certain nights of the uh, of like yeah. the week or the month or whatever, they would do um, free free Pro Tools classes. And so uh, cool. because I was broke as shit and I could never go to Ber- Berkeley. No, um, awesome, I, I, I went to free classes at Bristol and so I would go to free classes and learn learn whatever I could there yeah so, that's yeah. dope yeah so I think that was probably the place I think they're probably I think I saw that name recently they're probably I think they're still around yeah, um, yeah so like so I go there and they give me the singing instructor and I don't want to say her name um I'll just say her first name her first name was Crystal and she had a real Phoebe from Friends vibe, like hardcore. And she was, I remember, I was 21. I think she was 33. And she was like, just, she was Phoebe from Friends. And <laughs> I I had been dating at the time, um, my first real love, who's actually on the album cover. She actually is the first, only person who noticed herself so far, that the album cover is a lot of old photographs of me at different times and you. And anybody who isn't one of us, I've drawn over them with different characters. I didn't want to deal, I thought that was sort of funnier and sort of would work better. And I want to give it a cool colorful feel. I didn't want to deal with people like being like, why? I, I liked it, it when, you, when you emailed me the first draft. I was like, yeah. I like, I, I'm like, like we got to get you in here though. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And um, so like she actually noticed. She's like, "That's me." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." She called her on Facebook, but um, you should have said no. That's actually Pilsy. Yeah, you were standing right behind her, but you weren't actually there in real life. It was a picture that I had superimposed. Oh, perfect. Sort of after, but like, so her and I had. She was um living in Colorado, and I was um living. It was like a long distance relationship in early twenties. I was destined to fail. We met at a rave, so whatever. Very nice young woman. What? And that didn't last. Yeah, I know. Though oddly enough, if I hadn't gone to that, I never would have met you guys because I the, the I met her and her best friend that night. Her best friend met Skippy at a rest area coming back from the same rave either that night or that, within that summer, and that's how I met 
Skippy, and that's how I met Judd, and that's how I met all you guys. So that was like it's all ties together into that. That's wild. Yeah. So like, so I um was taking singing lessons, and this woman kept telling me, "So you're doing better," and I'm like, "I feel like I'm not doing better." I remember I went in there, I tried to sing Sublime, um, whatever the the, the um the uh the first big song they had, whatever it was. What? No, the, the one off off the big album. Um, uh, that's not it. It, it is, but <laughs> no, it's uh, it's uh, uh, what uh, what I got. That's what it is. That was one of the songs I tried to do. I tried to do Lemonheads, the outdoor type, and she was like basically being like, "You're getting better. You're getting better." And I'm like, "I don't think I am." And then one week she couldn't make it, and they gave me a different instructor. And the instructor was basically like, "You're wasting my fucking time." Like she was just like, "Like you've been doing." She was basically like annoyed that Is I was there. Cox from Friends. It might have been. <laughs> but no, I, I do remember this woman was was she was a, a black woman, so obviously she had no she had no correspondence on the TV show Friends. Like so, she was like, "There's no nothing there because there's no black." She was pretty whitewashed, except for when they bring in Aisha Tyler towards the end. But um, the uh, so she was based, and that was like, oh, okay, well, this seems that seems more accurate. Like what yeah, you're I telling say, me. Well, I like how that she cut through the bullshit. Was right. like, listen, man, you're not good. Right. <laughs> oh, well thanks for telling the truth at least yeah and so then like i think i had one or two more lessons left with crystal and she um but then i remember my last lesson with her was her last lesson at the entire studio and then she was moving to california to pursue singing and so it was also my first lesson since my girlfriend and i had broken up and I remember I was in a bad mood and like I'd mentioned that to her. I'm like, oh, my girlfriend, and I broke up, whatever. And it was, it was like, use that. Up. What? Yeah, it was like, use that, use that. Well, it wasn't me the one to use it, it was to her. So the, um, so the lesson goes on in the end and I mentioned something about somebody else. I think it might have been my brother or something. And she goes, well, is your brother as sweet as you? And I was like, oh, what? And I was like sort of oblivious. I'm 21 years old, not used to being hit on by like older Phoebe-ish women. And Did she was you like, bang the teacher, the, the singing teacher. Story's not that good. And yeah. then she was no. like, then she was like, then she, she kind of got that I didn't get what was going on. And then she was like, well, is he as cute as you? young boy. I know. She was like, well, is he as cute as you? And I was like, I didn't really get, I just didn't get that I was being hit on. And that's like how, I think it was probably low self-esteem that I didn't ever imagine she would. So when she did, it didn't even strike me as happened. through a bad breakup, you're like, whatever, lady. Basically. And like, so then like we walked out together and I kind of talked with her and then I was like, all right, see you later. And then like when I got home, I was like, oh, she was like really hitting on me. Yeah. And like it. and I I'm like, I couldn't tell whether she I couldn't tell whether she thought I wasn't like into it or that um I didn't know what notice at all. But I did not notice at all. Yeah. She was like, hey, listen, you're bad at singing. What else did that mouth do? No, no, she didn't even tell me that. She still didn't. She still didn't tell me it wasn't that same. I had just figured out on my own at that point. But that's when it clicked to me. I'm like, oh, she was giving me false hope because she liked me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She just wanted you to, you know, have that right. confidence. And that's when singing ended for me. That's when I was like, all right, well, it's time to rap. Because I do remember I bought my first drum machine at Daddy's Junkie Music, which was right below that studio. So that was like around the same yeah, yeah. time where I was just like, this is this ain't gonna happen. Like this, like. That's actually where I got my first beat machine too. I got a um MP MPD twenty four, and it was like basically like a like a ghetto MPC because yeah, I was I like 
I was like, oh man, floppy disk is like that's too much for my my yeah. little brain. And I was I like, oh, you just plug this into your computer and you can play beats uh, like or use the drum machine. I was like, yeah, I can do that. I can do that out. So. so so all that story is to say eventually now this was the first time I sort of attempted singing really since then. And it was because I knew that I could do it in sort of a controlled environment and, and I understood better the limitations of what I could do. And we'll get to summer loving in a minute because I think that story behind that's kind of funny. But like um, so that to me was yeah. I was gonna say I was like, well, also then you know you like you have also have the power of so much more like technology and stuff yeah. now. Where like um, like actually in one of those Bristol classes that I went to, um, me and uh, Matthias from uh, Cloak and Dagger actually used to go to him. Shout out Matthias yeah. from Cloak and Dagger. Yeah, uh, and uh, shout out Cloak and Dagger. Um, we um we used to go to fr those free classes, and I remember that was like one of the teachers said that they were like, it's all in like you know a lot of it is in the engineering of stuff like that, and I was like you know like like I always you know you're always like yeah der, but but the guy was like he goes Paris Hilton has an album out, and he goes right. do you think Paris Hilton can sing? And I was like yeah, he thinks she's no. born a natural like yeah, he was like do you think she can sing? And I was like probably not. Brooke Hogan has an album. Yeah. Out. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. I was like, I, I don't know her personally, but I assume she can't. And he was <laughs> no. And he was like, it's all the engineer made her sound like, you know what I mean? Made her sound amazing. And he was like, you know, so you can make anybody sound good or at least yeah. halfway decent or amazing if you know what the fuck you're doing. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I'll stop being proud of myself for that. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought so. That's no, but you actually that. did. You did do well, like with um, like even like all the stuff you did send me. I was like, mm, okay. Well, the idea is that I've learned better too. That like, there's a lot of people who can't sing that have made a career singing. Like, right, right. Like, okay. and you realize that if you can just find where you're, where you can, what you can do, and where you can apply it, like you can sort of, you know. I mean, I'm never going to be singing "Don't Cry for Me, Argentina," like you know, in the in the oh my production God. of Vita. No, but like you know. But so that um that sort of takes us into the next song, which is as our next feature. This is um put the mic down um with Jay Sinatra. This one, this beat was the beat that I've been waiting for forever and didn't know was out there for me. Um it's See, heavy. That, that that's another one, like I said, when I started like um kind of stepping out of my comfort zone. Like um, like I grew up um I grew up playing like uh like you know, um uh guitar and like uh and piano like when i was like when i was really young like i actually that's still um the the first guitar i ever got i still have i still have mine whatever there too yeah yeah i was like i still have the guitar the first guitar i ever got um and uh my brother actually my older brother gave me that shout out my brother ronnie um yeah and so like uh um and so like grown like growing up i remember like trying to be in bands and stuff like that growing up and it just it just never worked it, it was hard trying to keep like keep you know three to five 15 year old stoners together yeah. to do to, to do shit and like who don't know how to play instruments yet either that's the other yeah thing. yeah like i mean honestly actually a lot of the people that i played with were actually so much even better than me oh, really? and so like they actually were doing but they just didn't know how to like cohesively put shit together. it's hard yeah, and, we've been and, two yeah. groups together and neither of them lasted so like you know yeah. and it takes a lot to like you know keep like you know yeah. put something together or keep something together even and so um so like even then when i made that beat that was me kind of going back and like 
going back to like, you know, like my band roots and everything like that. And I was like, I've always liked, um, like, you know, I've always grown up listening to hardcore or just, you know, like, you know, yeah, just I'm a, I'm a huge like, punk fan. I love punk. Yeah, it's it's punk and hip hop, my two favorites. Yeah. And, and I just, I love heavy shit. So it's like, you know what I mean? Like heavy shit gets you pumped up. And I started going back. I was like, you know what? I'm going to start doing some more like, you know, heavy shit and like, you know, like kind of mixing, you know, like hip hop and, and, and punk or hip hop and rock again, you know what I mean? Or yeah. like hardcore. Or, well, remind know, me from so speaking of Mike Monarchy, like, you know, two of our, our songs that people liked the most were Just Bring It and The Other Shoe. And those were songs that I remember I recorded my verse of those songs. I wrote and recorded them really drunk. And I really fucked up my voice doing it. Because I was like, there's one of them. One of them I started getting drunk soma now. And then it was just like, after yeah. a few beers. And like, I really yeah. like went at it. And it's like, though, this beat reminded me sort of like as an elevated version of those. And it, it, it was, I was happy to have something again like that again that I could really just bite, you know. Yeah, no, and I, I like the fact that, like, once again, that was another one of those beats where I was like, I'm going to send you a little bit of everything, you know, from, like, you know, like, some more, like, I guess, poppy-sounding stuff, some more, like, vibey, jammy stuff, like, some some kind of, like, some more, like, rock stuff, like, um, some, like, bluesy stuff. Like, I kind of sent you a little, a mixture of everything, because I know you're very versatile, too, and I guess it really depends on the the mood you're in. Yeah, I'm into left turns. Like I'm, I'm into like I'm into there being a surprise around every corner. Like that's right. sort of so I want there to be like a, a big, you know, difference there. And I think when when I produce, that's kind of how I do it. Where like I said before, I'm like, I try to never make the last beat that I made sound like the next beat that I make. You know, like I want it, I want it to be that complete like left turn, right turn, like yeah. almost like you're fucking uh, like I'm getting lost on purpose, almost like yeah. to see if I can find my way out really yeah, like yeah. kind of t- test myself so the um the guest we have in there is jay sinatra who was on episode of the podcast a few weeks ago jay's a great guy um I, I didn't know him before he was someone else like wordplay that i was like so i have always wanted to go to alaska i've always been fascinated with alaska that's why and i also have been trying to get some Dude, if you go to alaska i'm absolutely going to alaska with you there's talk we're either i'm i do plan on going there so we'll talk about it let um, me know yeah let's go to fucking alaska dude yeah in concept was talking about going to the stock there's, there's alaska so i'm thinking what i'm thinking is like we'll talk about this more offline, seems like alaska's like, popping yeah but wordplay is doing a great job of it i'm thinking like it's it's a few the summer is the better time to go so if there's like a really good show coming up next summer that he's like involved in i thought about maybe trying to organize people to go around that like see if there's like a, a particular thing that can be going for you know? i'd be so down for that so, yeah we'll see about that but like so I found him because I wanted to find out more about Alaskan hip hop. And then I was like, well, that was just a cool experience. I wanted to find, I tried to think of other little cities or places that like, you don't hear about as much. I was a huge Syracuse fan as a kid. So I'm like, wonder what Syracuse hip hop is like. So I just went and I looked for like any rappers in Syracuse. And he was the one I found that I thought was the dopest. He had this one song. I can't remember what it was called. Cause I think it's called like Roman numerals or something. I, I couldn't really pronounce it, but like he just spit such freaking fire on it. And it just fills the room up amazingly. And I was like, yeah, this is the dude. So I had right. no idea what he was like on a personal level. Like that's, it's, that's a scary, like kind of like roulette thing about when I find these people on Instagram is you don't know some of these people could be absolute dicks and none of them have been, but I've definitely had a few encounters with people. I'm like, Oh, you're somebody who I'm glad I don't know in the real world. But this dude was super cool. And mm-hmm. he was like, um, he was, when I sent him that beat, he's like, I've never done anything like this before. I'm like, well, I barely have either. So we're both doing this new. Right, and, right, right. Yeah, he was so somebody he, when you when you got him on the feature too. I remember being like, 
very surprised because I remember being like, I don't know if that's the type of beat that he would, you know, typically he would typically use. So, I mean, maybe I could be wrong, but I feel like he that's not. Yeah, he said the same thing. Yeah, it was all based on how I thought how we filled up the space in this one song that I heard. And I was like, yeah, he's the right one for it. Well, he fucking absolutely he killed that shit. Yeah, he loved. I loved the way he did with that. Like, it's just um, super. I recommend working with him. Everybody, super professional guy. He's also a big wrestling fan, so we're gonna have him on soon to talk. I think in December we're gonna do some wrap up episodes, like one about year in hip hop, one about year in wrestling, and stuff like that. So I think he's probably gonna be on for that. Um, But wicked cool dude, and um, I'm so happy with how that song came out. I can't wait people to hear that one. I, I I remember I made I made a couple couple different renditions of it. Yeah, that one that one was a lot of back and forth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was one of the ones that was like a little bit more back and forth. Where I I sent it and uh, I remember there was like another like little bridge breakdown that he does. Yeah, and then I was like I added that to see like what it, you know what I mean like basically just kind of sending ideas back and forth and um, but uh, I'm happy with the the final product. I had a grand scheme to try to Frankenstein what we had together into having like him go back and forth with me on the, on the hook. And I really went far down that road and it just never worked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I'm really happy who we ended up with in the end, but like I said, yeah, I'm happy with the final product. So yeah, I spent a long time trying to make something that just wasn't there, but I love that song. And I'm um, so glad Jay was on to so shout out to Jay. Um, I think maybe that might be one make a video for at some point. Um, like I said, we we have the video for um, these trees have eyes. We're gonna make one for Will Snipe Sally. I'm working on, you know, we have to kind of decide how we're gonna spend our time because we have the next EP, and I'm trying to finish up doing songs for children and all that shit. But you know, I think that would be a good one. There's always, I feel like there's always time to drop a video, like even if it's not exactly the right. time. And if the videos too, I'm realizing like I put off doing them forever because I thought they were like. I, the, the trees of eyes won't open my eyes to what the possibilities are, I guess. To it's, me, honestly, do you know how many people that I've found or started listening to just because of their video? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Randomly, Almost everybody for me in the beginning. Yeah. You know, like, or at least like, I mean, like, as far as like, I don't know, there's a lot of new people that I listen to and I never would have ever found out about them unless it was for YouTube. You know what I mean? Like I saw a video and I was like, what's that clicked on it and like or just you know what i mean whatever something about it seemed interesting and i clicked on it and then now like i've become fans of that person and like like you know i'll actually like go check out all of their music like you know what i mean like i'll buy their merch and stuff so like it it's surprising how many people that you actually find that you actually really fuck with yeah oh definitely yeah i 100 just for a video and i i realize that like even the even visual not- matters it matters a lot Especially yeah, yeah. now when there are days when you're not going through liner notes, you're not looking through a CD booklet. The video is the visual. I was going to say, and and at least for me, what like, uh, like growing up and like, I don't know if it's like, like the producer side of me, I always remember being like, like uh, super obsessed with like open up and fi- figuring out like where they have, like, I, I'm a weirdo. I was always like, do they have ASCAP or BMI, you know what I mean? Yeah, like me publishing too. or like, or I always wanted to know who the producer, especially for me, like as far as being a producer, like I always remember like, yo, who made that beat? And it wasn't as prevalent as it is nowadays as the producer almost getting as much credit as the artist making it, whether or I mean, unless like you're making a project together, but even then, like right, even even dropping, you know, individual songs, it's it's 
back then it was very rare to have somebody produce the entire project right you know, like there are like, i mean it's, that's funny, or it's, or right it's like it was like eric b and rock mm-hmm. with dj jeff and the fresh prince it was like you know there were those it was like the produce peach rock and cl smooth like and it's right. like that was sort of why i didn't really want to wrap up you and i like a band name or anything let's just put it out there in the in like the classic this is what it is like in the history thing where it's just like Right. I said like like Eric B and Rakim or something right. like that, you know what I mean where it's like both people got uh, got their their well-deserved credit you know what yeah. I mean where it's like you know what I mean almost not even like a group name it's like no there's just us together yep the um I think too this song might have my favorite lyric on the album which I can't remember at this time so bad remember my own stuff but like uh, the, um remember how many times during Mike Monarchy shows did one of us turn the other and go, what's the first line of my verse? <laughs> um, I, I was actually infamous for doing that forever. Like it was, if, You did it the most, I did the second most, and Nick never did it. I was going to say, it's crazy the amount of like, and even then, that's like, actually, it's crazy because even at that time, I was producing, but like, I was like, as far as like me being an artist myself, like I never liked you know, using any of my own production for some weird reason. And I don't know if it's like, like, I feel like a lot of other producers feel like that too, where they're like, you know, when you make something and you hear it enough times, you're like, you know what I mean? You're almost like, not like bored of it or sick of it and you don't want to ever use it. But, but I do remember always, that was always one of my, my shortcomings is like, I always felt like I had, I had good penmanship, but I'd be like, What's my first line? But once, yeah. but the thing and is, that once you know the first line, this is true for both of us. The rest of it comes. It's all about that. Well, I remember once I told you the wrong one, and I had to go back and be like, "No, no, it's not that. It's this." Yeah, yeah. And you were like, "No, here's your opening line." And I'm like, "If I hear my first bar, I'm like, all right, I'll remember my entire verse." But besides yeah. that, like, I would never remember any of my verses. Yeah. I would have to be like, "What's my first bar?" And so this brings me back to something too. We'll de- take a quick detour here because I think this is kind of a funny story. The first Mike Monarchy show ever, that was me, you, um, Pascarosa, Narconics, and DJ Wise one at the All Asia Cafe in um, Mass Ave. It was, this show, numerous funny things happened. Once, I've never had so many of my ex-girlfriends in one place at one time before. When I look at the footage <laughs> I, and I see them, it's like, it's like, where's Waldo? But Waldo's everywhere. <laughs> and um, I remember, too, it was a hip-hop show slash comedy show, which is a horrible idea. We would go back and forth between comedy acts yeah, I, and hip-hop I acts. disagree. I actually like the idea. But didn't. But the problem was, the problem was people, like, when, when they stopped doing music, they wanted to talk. And then you have a comedian yelling at people from the stage being like, you're supposed to be paying attention to me. Right, right. Well, I feel like that's a, such a, con- like, contrast of, like, somebody being like you know blah 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 and like everybody's sitting there listening and then uh immediately after like you said everybody wants to talk and then all of a sudden this guy's like pay attention to me too right and it's it's hard to get people's attention like that but what i remember most about that night was first song first right when the beat kicks in some dude tries to start a fight with me from the front row and i and it's on video. You can kind of see it. You can see that the guy is like pointing at me and really pissed. And yeah. like I'm like, I'm confused. And I'm just like, and then I see like, and then I just immediately go into my verse. And then Joey Glenn comes over and sort of takes the guy aside and like talks to him or something. The guy had thought that I'd said something. He was drunk and he had thought that something I said was dissing somebody. Because I was like, yo, shout out to like whoever the previous whatever was. 
And I think he thought that I was saying like, you know, fuck those guys or something. But this dude was ready to freaking fight. Like, and I'm like, dude, this is the first song of the first performance of this new band. And I have the first verse. So can we put this up? you going to get punched in the face. I know. This dude was all about it. So thank you to Joey Glenn for taking care of that for me. Yeah. For him to be like, dude, chill the fuck out. Yeah. And so, but I thought that was, that was kind of funny, but um, Yeah. That was a fun show. I that that footage is I think is still on my YouTube. If not, I'll put it back up there. But um, uh, I'm pretty sure I actually have like a burnt DVD of it. Somewhere. I probably gave it to you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I think I have a burnt DVD of it somewhere, which would make like some great um some great footage somewhere at some point. And I'm not gonna get into it today, but we did open for Onyx. Somebody did tape it, and they did tape over it. They did tape over it. That that I, well, I don't want to get into whatever. This dude has since bought art for me, and I found that to be a very shocking moment where I did feel a bit of retribution. But um, <laughs> he was not the most responsible person back in the day, and I think um, yeah, just say whatever. Yeah, well, they were uh, hammered that the people who taped it were hammered that night too. Well, because I I also remember that being like. Like obviously it being Onyx and you know like that was their I, best show. Yeah. I remember it being so fucking that was wild. Like that was just like a super, super hype show. There were, like, there, was a, there was a big mosh pit for a oh, huge mosh, mosh pit. There's some people, pictures of it. It's there nuts. was people like I remember like uh like people crowd surfing and yeah, and I, yeah, I just remember that that being a super sick show. Yeah. Was, so yeah. But yeah, so that was, um, so yeah, that was Mike Monarchy. And um, the next song, this is another one that I sort of have kind of a fun story for, but I can't tell the name behind it, but um, Roaming with the Buffalo. This is a song that that title is sort of a reference to um, Hunter S. Thompson. And um, that was the name of the, um, or the Buffalo Roams was the name of the the movie that Bill Murray played him, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty much a very like um, uh, a fear and loathing type thing, but it was yeah, Bill, it was years Bill, before that. Yeah, it was Bill Murray doing right. doing it. You know, and that was called Where the Buffaloes Roam, and this is sort of Roaming with the Buffaloes is sort of a play off that. I think when I wrote that, I thought that's what the name of the movie was, and then when I realized it wasn't, I had to go back and change it. I'm sure, it's probably better the way it is. Um, but I was the, gonna say, I actually like it better that it's not the exact. Yeah, yeah, I think it does sound better. Um, though I can't be make me keep trying to think what the the plural for buffalo was. I don't even know if I really got it right. I should go actually Google that before we release this shit. I don't but, know if it's like like it's like it's still just moose. Yeah, it might be. I might have dramatically fucked it up. It's hip hop. Who cares? It might just but. be buffalo. Like I don't think it's buffaloes. Yeah. So this is the song that ties a little more back into the narrative of the quiet life, loud friends, because it's sort of about it's me once again exhibiting a character that's an asshole that like um basically is just like privileged and um and just like just a privileged asshole and at the end it, it kind of goes back to that car theme where I'm, I'm driving off drunk and you can hear like the car sounding and i go don't you know who my father is and it's like so that that's not for anybody who's listening that's not me i don't have a don't you know what my father is type life or personality or whatever that's all the fictional element of somebody who's just gone way too far down their own path and is up their own ass but um yeah, yeah it's a very uh, it's a um that you actually have a couple lines in that song like uh, like as far as like the like character or whatever you have a couple lines in that song that are just like so dope like I, that, 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 that whole that whole part where like you say a bunch of stuff and then you say um you go uh sorry but that was all like basically catch yourself you go oh. 
Sorry, that was all nonsense. Uh, I think somebody smoked a weed. I'm gonna follow the yeah. bongs. That was so. That's like my favorite. Like, um, where um, I go, I feel like Niles Crane with a hunt with a million mile brain and a style and a stare that could raise hairs in a wild mind, lion's mane. So you should take you should take my car keys because that was all nonsense. I think someone's smoking weed. I'm gonna follow the bomb sense. But yeah, I'm a huge Fraser fan, and the new season of new Fraser Fraser came out last week, and I'm so pumped. I've watched it numerous times. Funny story about Fraser. Um, so when we were on tour in Europe, um uh we um um slant slant was sitting there uh talking to some girl um uh after the show, whatever. And uh, uh, she was basically saying like how much like she loves like American like television and American music or whatever you know because we were all from America. Frazier's uh, huge in Europe and in, in, especially in the UK. That's where the most popular. I, I, I did not know this. I did not know this, but I I remember to me I I remember watching Frazier if there was nothing else on, and I remember just getting stoned and watching Frazier, but never like laughing out loud. You know what I mean? I'd be like. <laughs> <laughs> It was like very much comedy yeah. like that, where I'd be like, oh. "Yes, you know, yes. Just, oh. uh, sure, Niles." And uh, and uh, I just remember I walked over and um um I think we were in Amsterdam because I remember like you could just go around and just buy weed there, and I yeah. was like, "You can buy weed with a credit card." No way! And I just remember I was walking around um I like we had just like uh, me and Matthias and Cloak and Dagger got uh was outside got crazy high and we walked back inside and they were having that conversation she was like oh fraser i love fraser and i just remember being like oh and she goes you know fraser and i go yeah fraser and like got all hyped up i go yeah fraser and she was like yeah and i go fraser sucks oh. and like and i and i just remember watching this girl like die inside and and slant from headshots shout out slant crying laughing like and he has one of the best laughs I've ever heard from oh anybody ever. And he well, was try just that like, shit with me. You're lucky, you're lucky there's a space between us and I can't kick your ass. Oh, dude, he was dying laughing just because he was like, oh, the way you said it, I thought you were going to be like, oh, I love Frazier. And she was like, yeah. and I was like, Frazier sucks. How dare you to my soulmate? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, man. But uh, yeah, I crushed this girl's dreams. I, I, grabbed, I think she was Polish. I crushed this girl's poor dreams. Now I feel weird sharing my story related to this, but I will anyway. I mean, don't get me wrong. You can love Frazier if you want. There's plenty of shit that I like that people like. That is awful. This isn't that great of a story, but so I do know somebody who has worked with um, Mr. Kelsey Grammer in the past. And so after I saw the first two episodes oh, of Frazier. Yeah. So after I saw the first two episodes of Frazier last week, I um, texted the person I know. And I was like, next time you see your man, Kelsey, tell him that Frazier reboot gets five stars from this longtime fan. And he writes back to me. He's like, I can't read the first part, but he goes, so no, no, I won't do that. But I'll pretend I did. And he probably won't be able to tell the difference. <laughs> That's a great answer, actually. I, I know like, it was. I like but he it. has nothing. He has, I mean, it's like, I don't try to abuse like my friends. And so is it all the original characters? No, it's really just him. But it's, um, he's back in Boston, I think. Um, but it's like Dial, Nafli, Daphne and Niall's son is on it, but they're not on it. His son, Freddie, has grown up. And it's like, it's, I really enjoyed the fuck out of it. And part of it is the nostalgia, but I just absolutely love that show and that character. And I was so on Dad dead? He passed away, and they deal with that. And he, he died a few years ago. And they, that's what sort they of get that, like, rocking chair in the corner, like or like oh, the, yeah, the, the, the beat up chair. Yeah. yeah, 
Well, yeah. so they just keep that in the corner and they're like, no, because he he lives in he lives in Boston now, so he's in a totally different apartment and stuff. So but, you can keep a chair. I know they 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 honor him in a different way, and it's pretty it's pretty beautiful. They should have um, kept the chair. Yeah, maybe you know maybe he'll come back at some point, but I wouldn't be surprised if they make some. You know what? Uh, give me that guy's number. I'm gonna write him a very mean message. That's Should've great. Kept yeah. The chair. So yeah, so um, but so in uh, I I don't want to say what I was just thinking, so I'm gonna get away from it. But so in this song, there was I did I did have an idea, and I don't want to say who it is. I don't want to blow up their spot, but I think this is still kind of a funny story. Um, I'm always in the hunt. There's certain rappers on my checklist that I want to work with, like people I've been fans of for a long time, and I'm like a lot of these people. And it's their own Instagram page, so I just hit them up. And there was someone that I wanted on this song. And what they said to me was, but they're I'm like, the Buffalo? yes. And because yeah. we were That's talking about one of my favorite beats, by the way, when I were like, yeah. I fucking love that beat. Yeah, and I love it too. When you chose that, I was very happy. And what you did with it, I was very happy with it. Because we had talked about getting it because we love the beat so much. We wanted to get someone on it. And so right. I talked to this person and they were like, look, I'll be honest with you. Like, um, I don't do a lot of these and I don't come cheap. And he's like, I'll definitely listen to you, but just let you know that it's it's not gonna be cheap. And I wrote back, I'm like, look, I'm not looking for cheap at all, but I'm guessing based on this that it's more than I'm gonna want to spend. So I'm gonna show you the respect of being like, this is what I was hoping to spend, like, you know. Right. So I'm guessing we're pretty far off, and I appreciate your time. And yeah. so he he's like, all right, cool. A couple of days later, I get another message back, and he says that well i won't do it for that much but my boy will do it for that much and he mentions the name of his boy and mm-hmm. by some coincidence someone some other rapper i know in the rap game like by some weird coincidence like six months ago had tipped me off that this one that this rapper i was talking to had a secret like identity out there that he, ra- he recorded music to like i actually know of two of those rappers now that do that where they have another like um they have another name they just slightly yeah, an alter ego, but they're not playing it up or like, oh, this is my alter ego. It's like nobody knows, like, this is just out there floating around somewhere. Yeah, he's like, but my uh, my other dude will do it for this. That's what he said. And I wrote back and I'm like, that's like, you, that's isn't the it? Same dude. <laughs> and I was just like, I'm like <laughs> I couldn't be, I was like, that's the like, same like, guy. And But I was just like, I was like, and I, I went back to the, the person who told me about, uh, who it was. And I was just like, do you think that he knows that I know that's the same person? I would have just said that. I would have been like, you know, I know that's you, right? That's what I wrote back. And I was like, that's just you, isn't it? And then I'm like, that's you though, isn't it? And I wrote back, I'm like, look, I appreciate it. I'm like, but um, the money's kind of already spent at this point. Because like, as soon as that didn't work out, I just went to someone else and was like, whatever. But I just thought that was funny. I'm just like, I'm like, what? It was just a weird thing. That's strange. You know, did I tell you I charge crazy money. But the other me will do it on the low. Right. It's like, what are you talking about? Did I tell you who it was? I'll tell you after, if not. Yeah, no, no you but... did tell me who it was. Yeah. And it's, that's it's, why. yeah. It's, that's uh... why I was like, I mean, also, I didn't know they had in, like a cheaper alter ego. I didn't know either. <laughs> so. But it, I just, it was, it was just the perfect timing that like the odds of me knowing that, like, because I probably wouldn't have picked it up right away. Because you're probably like, oh, like, you know, people who rap to are friends usually sound alike. So, like, you know. But the fact yeah, that yeah. someone had tipped me off to this so randomly, I'm like. <laughs> He's like, but my boy, though. I know. And you can my... go to that page and see that that person's streams were, like, 
way low compared to the other person's. I'm like, well, like part of spending the money is that it is a bit of a marketing thing. So it's like to be like, well, I'll record with you, but you can't tell anybody, which is essentially what he was either knowingly or not knowingly saying, I thought was pretty well, well, to me also, if I'm like, if I want to get somebody on a song, it's usually for a specific reason, like well, right. whether it's whether it's not even for the name, it's just the fact it's somebody I want to work with. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I want to work with you because I want to work with you because, you know, like, you know, I, I, it's, it's like I, if Wayne Gretzky shows up at your house and wants to play basketball, you're like, right. Wayne, you're here. Let's fucking play some hockey. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, but it's like, no, but my name is uh, different. My name is Naw. Right. I mean, like, that's just Wayne backwards. Yeah. It was just a way, and it's like, I'll, I'll probably never go back and try to work with this person again because it's like, you know, whatever but like it's such a weird thing about rappers are weird people and it's like this yeah. is like and i get it too because like oh, I'm, I'm kind of making fun of it but like look the guy it's not a bad it's not a bad play if you're him because it's like say he wanted five or ten grand he's ever going to get it he could still get that one it's not worth that it's not it's not it's worth trying you know so i mean once again it's worth a shot and then also i guess it's a way to no matter what you still got money from it Right. Where it's like, I'm asking for five to 10 grand and somebody's like, I'm not going to give you that. And they're like, right. well, my boy, you know, he'll take 500. Right. And the thing <laughs> is, yeah. And this dude too, like, um, uh, I just lost my train of thought on that. But um, yeah, whatever. But I just, it's just absolutely upsetting. That is insane. Oh, no, my point is that like, um, I kind of get like the idea that like, oh, like I want to be careful. Like, oh, oh, sorry. On a different day, I might have said yes, because in the long run, like, You're I know dead. it's him. So like, what's really going to stop me from being like listing as one name and putting AKA whatever. So that was my, and I don't like to be deceitful about that, but I'm like, if I were to actually do this, like, is it my responsibility to honor the fact that nobody knows who this is i thought that was an interesting moral conundrum that i went through i was gonna say i guess that's like where like you have to draw that line like do i not want that like anybody to know that that's still that other person or like or on the other side of that are they do they want people to know that that's who their alter ego is so their other numbers go up and then the other thing too is you could think of it like what if you found out that like some random person that did a verse on some old song you like was actually some other rapper like there's that mystery to it too that's actually kind of cool about it you know that, like but like it's like things like that kind of need to have a payoff to make it worth it because at this point i was really watching every dollar i was putting into this project and i was like well if i don't think there's a payoff to this like not i'm a payoff meaning i'm gonna get my money back but if i don't think this is the wisest way i can spend this money in terms of helping the album it's not the best move to make right or or even then if you planned on like you know um you know what if the next person that you hit up was somebody that you really want to work with and they were like oh i'll do it for you know whatever uh then and you were like oh yeah i have that because you know i didn't spend that on yeah other miscellaneous shit and it is surprising too what rappers charge it's really all over the place i mean some of them are really high and some of them get them on a good day you get a good deal so. I guess it depends on who it is and also it depends on um like um surprisingly I feel like I've gotten to work with like uh with some of the people that I'm like huge fans of just strictly for the fact that they just liked my beats. Yeah. You know, so like even then where like I just hit them up and was like, Hey, I got beats, you know what yeah. I mean? Like listen to some and 
surprisingly there's been you know certain people that i really want to work with that were like hey i like your shit send me some more you know what i mean whether even those weren't the ones that they wanted yeah, but yeah. They, they liked what they heard enough where they were like hey you know uh what, what else you got you know yeah. like what, yeah, what else yeah. send me something else and then i've sent them a couple other things that i thought would be you know maybe m- more up their alley you know more in their lane and they were like yeah i like it i'll use it and i'm like oh okay do you remember when you made the Buffalo's beat? Um, that one was more of like more, more of the recent beats that I made, like at least in the time that we're sending stuff back and forth. That was one of those beats that I made within that time frame. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm always making something. I'm constantly still making something like, uh, like even recently, just cause I was mixing, like mixing and mastering and uh, recording like four different projects at like uh, four, I think five, different projects at once um i i took a little time off from making beats because i was just so busy with just mixing shit and um like just kind of going back and forth with ideas or whatever um but um but yeah around that time with the um um when i was sending you stuff i made what i made that beat i just remember being like this i just i loved the beat it's just like it's so simple but so catchy and it's just like I don't know. It's, it reminds it's me of this. It reminds me of um, kind of like Detroit City production. Like, like I remember when Eminem first started making beats. Like, like some of the ones he made that were really they're very like they very much felt like Detroit. They were like stark but big and like cold and banging. And it reminded me of that where it's just like there's a lot of stuff going on, but there's also a lot of space in there. That's really the type of beats that I like, you know. Right, and I remember being like loud, loud, and like like uh very like um what's the right word for it i don't know it's like uh, it's very just like bumpy you know what i mean it got a good yeah. bounce to it and just like automatically well like i feel like when you hear it like automatically it makes you bob your head which i mean obviously i think for like any any good music or any good beat rather like you know what i mean like it just if if you automatically start nodding your head when you hear it it's like okay that is you know there's something to that and that's one of the beats that when I made, I'm like, it's automatically, it makes you automatically bob your head. And immediately, like, I feel like that's one of those beats. I feel like anybody in the world could have rapped to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel yeah. like it was very well-rounded, versatile, where anybody in the world could could just put a dope verse on that. It's funny you said it, too, because when it would be like that, like, when, like it'd be like that could be like a single it could be like you know in that the song that i recorded to isn't really the type of song you'd release the single it's a song that, it's basically a story that escalates and over you know it's, it's something that ask their issues by the way i also i believe anything could be a single well yeah and, i think it probably could you know what i mean anything could be a single that's why usually when people are like oh pick this for the single and then like artists go back and forth with their label or whatever That's else a good point. Like, yeah and they're like oh i wanted this one and then they you know or fight tooth and nail for something and they put it out and then that's the song that ends up being like you know yeah the biggest song and making everybody know about the album and they're like oh i had to fight tooth and nail to get people the to- example of that i think of is change clothes off the black album by jay-z which is a song that like is a very that was the first single off that album and it's i love that album it's one of, probably my favorite jay-z album but it's sort of off the tone of the rest of it and almost like very off tone for jay-z like it was there's nothing tough about that song really. right and, and it's very surprising that that would be the one he would choose for the single right. yeah. or yeah. And, and maybe he didn't even have the choice in that of 
I mean, I assume he does. He I probably feel, had a lot of say, yeah. But yeah like, he got. He, I feel like he has a lot of say in anything that ever does anything. But, uh, but uh, you know, if it's so off tone from like the rest of the project and everything, it's surprising like when somebody's like, "This is this is right. the single." Right. But it works so. But yeah, uh, this isn't the single. But like, it's um, there was a part of me that be. listened. It could be, yeah. But that be. was a part of me that I was writing to it. That was uh, kind of mourning the songs that wouldn't be written to it. Because there's a part is I sort of be like, oh, there's so many other ways you could take this beat. I was almost like mad I could only go in one. You know, well, that, that's I feel like also like when I originally sent you the beat, I remember being like, this is one of the ones that I want like a feature for. Yeah, like, if, and I if really, gonna yeah. do, you know, because I, I feel like I don't like try to ever add any say in certain things. Like when I, I leave that up to the artist of you know, if they want to put somebody else on that song or whatever, like I leave that up to their discretion. But, uh, but that was one of the few beats where I was like, I think we should get a feature for this one. That was yeah. like the only one that I thought. And then, but ironically what you did with it, and then we didn't end up doing a feature and I feel like it, I'm happy with it. I'm, I'm like, I couldn't be happy. Me with too. It. Cause I felt the same way. And I, I had a very specific version of what does that one person that didn't end up doing it was going to do on it. And there was like, I didn't really hear anybody else because i did wanted to keep the narrative of the song and i was just like once that didn't work out i'm like i'm just gonna do it myself because it's just like it, it, at that point it made sense that like for two verses where i'm sort of talking about an escalating thing if it wasn't going to be this other person it just should be me finishing off the story you know yeah and, and honestly i think you you tied it together in a, a nice bow yeah. so so that goes into the last song of the proper album we'll touch on the um the bonus track a little bit too this is the supersized episode um the um summer loving so this song um you know we've been working on this is a song with copyright and honest degrees god and we've been working on a lot of songs with copyright i will say when i sent him back this one he seemed to have the biggest reaction of this one he seemed to really dig it really yeah right. you, i think and this is the one that was sort of a, and you did you you talked to me to something i didn't want to do on this song and i'm so happy you did where like I, I originally wanted this to be me up first because the end of my verse was supposed to go into something he says. And mm. then when you gave it back to me, I was second and he was first and he was first. But it was because the the um copyright always throws in some accoutrements. Like he definitely put in a lot of like stuff before and after. Yeah. He always yes. sprinkles sprinkles yeah. a lot of a lot of uh spices on his yeah. shit. Which yeah. I, I do appreciate though. Yeah, I, I do. And it's like sometimes I want to use them and sometimes I don't because it's like if every song you do with him is like that, it kind of sounds the same. So for this one, I was like, get rid of it. Because I just wanted to keep this, this, this song. I want. I was really trying to constantly keeping the album under 20 minutes so that I, it would fit on vinyl. And I'm like, that's something that can go. But the way you did with it, the way, what he did with it is perfect with what you did with it. Like, he really, like, gave us something great to work with that I was ready to throw out. But it, he he really frames the song with an intro and an, ex, ex, an outro really nicely. Right. And and that's something that, like, uh, like I, like, it's like uh to me when somebody sends me stuff even if i don't use everything like if somebody sends me something to like engineer like like you know to to mix it or master it or whatever um it's like building a house that's the way i always say it like i would rather have more more stuff to work with like i'd rather have more wood uh, like i'd rather have yeah. more lumber like more more pieces to work with and i might not use it all but you know what I mean? But uh, the more I have to work with, the better, um, you know, the, the better the house is going to come out. Yeah. And yeah. so 
with that, um, you know, there's certain stuff, especially like somebody like Copy who like likes to add a lot of extra stuff to it. And I might not use it all, all the time, but, but certain times where I'm like, you know, like certain stuff just fits really well together. And so that, that was one of the, one of the few times where I was like, oh no, I'm, I'm using all of this. I don't think I even told you about this part is after the album was officially done, I actually went back to copyright to make sure he wasn't offended by one of my lines on the song because I was like, I just didn't want, like, did I tell you this? No. Okay. So I didn't. So on his verse, he says his first line is, you know, summer's coming when folks start getting shot and low for low, if any guac on, um, for, for each and every, for something like that, whereas basically, but I yeah, thought he's saying, fun. yeah, I thought he was saying, you know, Soma's coming when folks start getting shot. And it wasn't until you mixed it right that I realized he was saying summer instead of Soma. So when I wrote my, and he talks about having some felonies and stuff in like, um, he was like, you know, if I have one more felony, yeah, stuff like that. And, and so like, and at the end of my verse, I'm like, well, he has me shooting people. I'm going to work in something like that. So it plays off each other. Because I always really dug this song off the Woo Masker album with um with Raekwon, Ghostface, and Method Man, where they kind of tell a story and it kind of like, you know, one of them busts in in the room and he's in like Method Man's with a woman. And then like, you know, uh, Ghostface is running away from the cops or something. I don't remember that song, but no, so I, was, I... I was trying to work something like that. And so I ended my verse with, with, um, um, uh, Something about like my phone blowing up and I'm like, call the cops, see if you can tell if that's copyrights yell raising hell inside the holding cell. Like yeah. basically saying that copyrights in jail yelling. And like, I, I felt okay to do, cause I'm like, look, I mean, it's like we, people catch cases, whatever. But like, I, I didn't know that it was my place to sort of like, it's like there's shit that if I make a joke about me, it's different if somebody else makes a joke about it. And I wasn't really making a joke. I was playing the song, but he was sort of talking a little bit about reality. I'm like, you know, he's definitely had a lot of beef before. I don't want him to hear this and go, what the fuck, man? Disrespecting me or something. So I actually I asked him, I'm like, are you cool with this? I'm like, this is why I wrote it. And he was like, yeah, he thought it was a dope line. So I'm like, all right, cool. I feel like he's somebody that would be very hard to offend. Yeah, but there is a lot of, I mean, ask John Cena about that. And ask, I mean, the yeah. list goes on of people that he has beefed with over the years. Yeah, yeah. But also John Cena used to rap too. So like, you know what I mean? Like if they have some some rap beef type shit, then you know who John Cena's favorite rapper is? he said many times is over the years? Who? Oh. Copyright. Really? Yeah, what happened was is so he's and, a big how can he be mad about that? He's a big copyright fan. And so like I think a year, maybe like less than 10 years ago, but not that much less. Cena was doing a promo. And he said he was cutting a promo on AJ Styles and he ripped a copyright line. He said, um, he said, you're not you're not on my level, homie. You're not even on the level below me, which is a copyright line that he used to diss esoteric years ago. Yeah. And and so so years later, copyright got wind of that because some fan sent it to him. And so copyright wrote a diss song at Cena for ripping off his stuff. And that's on copyright's last album last summer. Right. Yeah. But I was gonna say, even then, I feel like I would be like. I mean, hey, if anybody's gonna like paraphrase my shit. Well, that's I, the thing is, I I didn't really. I, I would be happy that it would be somebody that you know. There's a part of me that kind of wants to ask Cena. I mean, ask ask copyright. I don't know Cena. Ask um, copyright. Like, was this just an attempt to sort of get some publicity, or did, was this because like I I would think that like, it's not like it's 
in my in my mind, if it was me, it's not like you're stealing it like Jay Z stealing it to put on a rap album. It's like it's wrestling. Everything is stolen. But if you're not a wrestling yeah. fan, like I don't think copyright is, you probably don't really get that. So it's a weird sort of netherworld where it's like, yeah, he did put on a rap album. Is he really a rapper? Yes, he did it. No, it's just and like I don't know, and I don't know like what. But he does. Well, mention- uh, I guess uh, Aztec apparently um, um, knew him from back in the day. And apparently he was like, oh, actually, John Cena was actually pretty nice. Yeah. Was, and like, I saw Cena in concert once. I saw. Yeah, he, I was actually pretty nice. I'm pretty sure I, I could be completely wrong, but I think they used to record at the same uh, same studio or, or something like that. Because Cena's cousin oh, is trademark, who um, was part of East Coast Avengers with Esoteric. And he's been around for years, too. Yeah. Also, he's got he, some, yeah. he has songs with um, um, like uh, demigods and stuff like that. I'm pretty yeah. sure he has yeah. a song with Murs. He's on a Murs remix. He has a song, um, a couple others. But yeah, Cena's not bad. Also, I mean, now that I think about it, trademark copyright. Yeah, that's funny too. Actually, wow, that's it's a little yeah. weird. Yeah. yeah, but um, Dang. so yeah, small world. So. So Summer Eleven. Um, so yeah, so that was just, so that's actually why Crown Me Now was originally supposed to be called Cena, because it. Um, well, I I made the beat. Yeah. And because it has the horns and stuff in it, like like. Doo, 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 doo. like well, it was uh, funny because because um I was I was in the still I was still in the middle of making the beat, and I remember uh Honest being like, "Yo, this reminds me of like fucking some like John Cena intro shit and whatever and like." Uh, and I was like, oh, I didn't even think about it like that. But then once he mentioned it, then that's all I could hear in my head. And like, uh, you know what I mean? I was like, okay, very. It reminds me very reminiscent of that. It's like not, not even close to it at all. But it's you know very reminiscent. And so uh, when I when I finally you know finished making the beat, uh, I named it Cena, and that's one of the beats I sent to you. Once again, having no knowledge of like, because you were like, "Oh, th- I'm gonna get copyright on this." I was like, "Oh, dope!" Like, you know what I mean? Once again, see if that well, happens. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Well, I was always a huge copyright fan, yeah. so when, like, oh, I'm gonna get a copy on this. I was like, uh, you know, I'm I'm a huge copyright fan. That'd be for me. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah, "Oh, me too." That'd be super dope to to you know p- produce a song with copyright on it, and um and me having zero knowledge about the John Cena and him beef you know what i mean i never i i wouldn't have thought twice about it but then i'm like i wonder how he felt if you sent him a beat well that's that's why and and all of that type of stuff to to to, you know that comes with it i i i wonder how he felt about it like oh i did i i knew better i changed it before i sent it to him like, oh, right. I was just because it's like I it's very this is the first song we worked on with Honest and I didn't really know him that well and I was like I didn't want to be that guy to be saying no so I'm like whatever I'm cool with anything for this song that was the one thing I'm like I can't send this because it's like even yeah. if like if I were him like this song has nothing to do with Cena so for him it's a bad it would be it wouldn't make sense for him to be on a song called Cena that nothing to do with him like it would send a weird message so it was like there was it right. just didn't make sense anymore which I was like right. pissed about but and that's just also what I named the beat I had like also a when I made the beat I had no idea that copyright was going to end up yeah. on it and uh b I had like like I, you know I I had no idea about their beef either yeah. so like i'm not sure that john cena does either but... i mean who knows yeah probably not actually yeah, i don't know really if, if copyright's still one of his favorite well, that's a good point actually yeah so like maybe... i mean think about that like even then i mean and who knows he might just be so busy with you know yeah just his... this was like last year this was not that long ago 
Right, but even then, I mean, right, because Cena's really busy now. Cena's you know, especially in the past few yeah, years. Being all these new movies and TV shows and shit like that. I mean, who knows if he even has the time to go check shit out? But I feel like, I mean, it's it's to me, what like even even if you're sitting in like a chair getting makeup done and shit like that, half the time people are on their yeah, phone. Yeah, yeah. Shit out. So I mean, I'm not saying that it, it maybe didn't reach him at some point he probably knew it's you know what we'll find out is if we get copy on i'll make sure i have a few questions i want to ask him that's one of them so we'll see but, if we uh, get we'll see if we get the story out of him but yeah uh, well even then who knows if it even reached on cena's ears i mean to me that would be fucking super dope if it did yeah. if i was like yeah you know what i mean like john cena heard that that track i produced with you know what i mean you you honest the grease god and copyright on it i would be like that's fucking tight I know that's that's right. yeah that's a dream. Yeah, I didn't. I, yeah, I, don't know. I um yeah I I really dig that song. It'd just be one more play. Who knows? Yep, I know. Um, you never know who's listening. So back to summer loving. Um, we're already going on like two hours here. We probably should get to the end of this. But so that song that one came together pretty quick. I remember that. Like um, I think. I had sent copy a beat and he was like, yeah, I don't know about this one. I'm like, what else you got? He sent me that one. I'm like, this is it. I sent it right over. And um, he, I think, came back with it pretty fast. And um, I don't know. I love his verse. It's like that to me feels like it feels like a complete polished song in a way that I'm not used to doing. Like everything, the whole thing thematically, I think, flows really well. And um, the hook started off as a joke. And I still don't know if it's a joke or not, but like the idea I had was I'm a big Beach Boys fan, like old school, like pet sounds. And I love like the way they're harmonizing sounds. And I'm like, I want to do something sort of like that, but like, I can't sing like Brian Wilson. So like, I tried to do, I did a scratch take where I'm like, I'll get someone else to do this. And yeah, then you, I remember the rough copy that you sent me. Also, by the way, um, um, Charles Manson wanted to be in the Beach Boys. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but um, I remember you sent me like a rough version with with you know your rough vocals of the, like just that rough idea in it and then when I heard that I was like that's actually kind of fire and I was like I actually really really I, I like that I like that idea and I was like some of your vocals like you know what I mean like do do a version of it like you know and I'll send me your vocals and and you know let me fuck with it and I talked to my friend Rick Seaholm who's a former guest in this podcast who's um He's been he's been a choir director for years and he kind of coached me through a little bit. He did some scratch stuff, too. And I still swear I hear his voice in there because I sent you some of his vocal files, too. But maybe it's right. not him. Well, um, the thing is, I think the thing is, I got a bunch of different files of his, too. And I remember just like. Trying to mix a bunch of other stuff, and I feel like because the hook is so like um, like big during that section. Yeah, yeah, yeah that I feel like it was just so much going on. And the more I tried to take out, like I just tried to take out and only use like a little bit of his stuff. And I feel like the more I would try to take out, it was just still so much going on. I would take out more, so much going on. I'd mix it a little bit more, take a little bit more out, mix it. Still so much going on. And um, yeah, I remember, I, I think I think there might be only one tiny layer with him in it. Like, that's be- what I'm there, there's one funny. layer that I think really cuts through with sounding good. And I just don't believe it's me. So it's it's either that I'm hard on myself or that it maybe is him. But like, I was just like, I, I can't believe I was me saying. Maybe it was. By the way, no, I'll just give him credit. Uh, first yeah. of all, that the teacher that tried to fuck you yeah. <laughs> was right. You're a terrible singer. 
and uh i'm great great at mixing and uh your buddy carried you yeah it's true and that's funny i'm actually working on a little ep with him that we're going to do next year um that uh i'm very very excited about. i've known him my, most of my entire life and he's musically absolutely amazing and he's on um I just want to do a shout out to Rick Home for a minute here. He's doing a podcast called No Other Life. Rick was diagnosed with Parkinson's at 41 years old. He had symptoms going back to his early 30s. Um, and, you know, that's very rare. Parkinson's is usually something that if you're going to get it, it's later in life. And um, Right, right, right. But Rick is one of the kindest, nicest, most wonderfully talented human beings I've ever met in my life. And, like, what he has done in the past few months with putting himself out there a little more and kind of talking about his experience about how this is the one life we have and like there is no other life so enjoy this regardless of your cards it's really sucked me in and I'm, I'm really impressed with what he's doing so he's someone i definitely recommend that if you have the moment to stand in his light for a few minutes it's um he's one of those people who when you talk to it feels like you're the only person there and um check out his episode and if you like him check out his podcast just want to give him a shout out because he yeah, may no, or may not be in there he may be i don't know but yeah <laughs> yeah i i actually i think i only well like i said i got a lot of um a lot of his layers and um because like i said there was so much going on with the hook i think i only ended up using one of his layers or two at the most yeah, i think okay, and, that and, makes sense yeah and the thing is and i mixed it in with your vocals because yeah. i like just the idea that you had behind it like i i feel like like the vision i could see it i'm like yeah, i can yeah. see the vision behind it i'm like it just needs some mixing done you know what i mean it just needs it just needs some 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 you know i'm some glad he's in there a little because it's like to me he's such a special person to me i'm happy to have him there yeah yeah no i was like i'm i'm pretty sure i only end up using two two of his layers because like i said the the there was just yeah. so much going on at that part of the hook but yeah i think i only used two of his layers on that but the, i feel uh, like everything blended very well at but by, by the end of it when i finished it everything blended well and i will actually too um the first song these trees have eyes rick spent a lot of time with me going back and forth in that song there's many versions of that song i recorded my girlfriend is so fucking sick of that song because it, it would play here so many times in the house over the course of a few days of me trying to fix it and fix it and she yeah, was listen, so, so every time she hears it now she still reacts to it but like he spent like, a lot ah. yeah like literally we were breaking down lines trying to figure out where they fit why they work and why they don't work he he did so much to help me so shout out to rick and his music is amazing too so yeah it was like that that's really dope that he would spend that amount of time um yeah. like, you know, working on a song like that with you so the concept or, we have for the ep we're doing together is what i like to call the platinum rule and um, this is the idea. I don't know if we're definitely going to go with this. This is the idea I suggested where the golden rule is do unto others as you as you want them to do unto you. But I think that what's even better is the platinum rule, which is treat people the way they want to be treated. So instead of treat people the way you want to be treated, it's treat people the way they want to be treated. Because then it's not about you. It's about them. And right, so right. that was to me. Very like, selfless. Right. That was to me. And I consider Rick to be one of those people. So I'm like, this may be, I want to see if I can build something around that theme. I haven't figured out what it is yet. You sent me some beats, but we haven't, you know, it's the one I can't work on. It's like finish all this other stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Still got a bunch of stuff to do. But, so, yeah, but, so with Summer Love and the idea was I wanted it to be that layered Beach Boys type harmony where there's highs and lows and, and it's like, but I didn't have Brian Wilson's voice. So what I, what Pilly and I talked about was like, um, it was, how do you find the right blend that you could argue this is good on its own sake, but you could also argue it's a joke. 
And that's what I think we managed to hit on where you go, okay, like I can tell that the idea of me singing in general is kind of funny if you know me, but like, it's sort of like, um, it's sort of a joke, but it's sort of not. And a lot of that's because you were able to bring that magic together in the end where you, where you took something that I sort of did as a joke, but you brought something better out of it. And it was through you. Because oh, to, me, to me, like, I knew you were like, almost like fucking around where you're like, I got this idea. I kind of want it to sound like this. But when I heard it, I was like, no, that's exactly how it should sound. It should just, just needs a little sauce on it, you know? Yeah. So that to me opened up because now it's like, I'm like, well, if I can do that and I did the stuff on the door of the window, what else can I do with my voice? And it really encourages me to sort of look in different directions, you know, see what I think. Well, good. I'm glad that I could try to like, you know, help you see your potential. Appreciate it. Well, it's, we should, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about Honest too, who um, has been on a bunch of songs with me, you and copyright Seinfeld crown me now. Um, there's a few others that haven't come out yet um really glad to have him on this um that he's such i don't know you know him very well i've only met him i think once at the copyright show that i left before copyright went on and didn't actually meet him yeah yeah. Yeah, actually got to to, got to kick out i think for a while he thought that i was you and i think he finally realized that i wasn't (laughs) because we were just talking over like text or something yeah um but like honest is super talented and there was a moment where i was a little worried i'm like okay so this is a little like i don't say dainty or jokier of a song i'm like is his tone gonna match in because he's just a hard-hitting mc but what he did was amazing i love the lines about like watching the beers and the coolers because that's was when they run out that's when the violence starts like the, i mean the wording was good instead of what i mumbled out but i love that imagery yeah, yeah well because yeah because he was talking about like his you know, even copyright throughout it. He's like, he's like, oh, like even with the outro and stuff, he's like, oh, oh there's a summer joint. There's a summer yeah. joint. It definitely has that, that summer, summer vibe to it for sure. Dropping just in time for Halloween. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Perfect timing. Um, but, but yeah, it's definitely, it's got um, a summer vibe to it. And so even with like, um, you know, um, copy having, you know, the, like talking about like the summer or whatever, you know what I mean? Having those references. Yeah. Um, I think uh, uh, like uh, honest, like actually really tied together a lot of like talking about like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Almost like summertime barbecues, like sit in the backyard, like, you know, like talking about, you know, that type of shit. And I feel like he tied it together. Well, he what he did really well is so he was the last one to write to it. And um, he did a really good job of following the tone of it being both serious and jokey. And like. And that's a lot of my tone in general. So it's sort of my wheelhouse, but it's like, and I realized honest can pretty much do anything, but like he really identified that and he really honed in on the perfect tone and really helped, you know, just, you know, polish off that song perfectly. I couldn't picture it without it, that verse on it. And like I said, copyright loved it. He really was, he really was into my verse and honestly verse on that. So, Yeah. I feel like he, uh, like honest definitely tied that song together very well. And yeah. um yeah, and he that dude he's so versatile. Like 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 I said, he was like he's like one of the main artists that that I work with and in you know, like I recorded you know, a ton of stuff for him. Like we're sitting on so much recorded music right now, like that it that that still isn't out yet. And um he's actually well, he's one half of uh Dirty City Records yep. uh with me. So like that's like uh that's uh, like our label, but as well as our crew and, you know, like our, our group or whatever, if you want to call us a name or whatever, that's like, that's, that's one half of Dirty City. And uh, yeah, that, that dude is 
crazy talented and he is he's so well-rounded where like any he he can literally work with any artist no matter who it is like if they if they're like here's the the concept or the tone of the song or you know like whether it's like you know like sarcastic or whatever like you know like that dude just that dude's penmanship is insane it really is it's 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 it's, it's awesome it's like so, insane dude, great so job awesome. chub dragging him into this it's, it's, it's uh yeah, yeah. I, I felt like it, it it worked that 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 worked out perfectly yeah. and so uh, yeah and thank thank you for you know adding that as one of the the songs on the project oh, no worries you know it's funny in the end that was one that like i didn't even know if i really wanted to release not like well but by the time we got to really finishing i knew i did but along the way i'm like is this really going to be something I want to put out? And then by the end, I think it's my, 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 probably my favorite song on the um, EP. It's the one that I put on the most. Yeah, that that's one of my uh, favorite ones as far as like, um, but like I said, yeah, one, once I finished like uh, mixing it or whatever, and like I had the final, like final product, I sent it to you and I was like, yeah, this one's, this one's a banger. Yeah. So that's the album. Let's talk a little bit about the bonus track, which go to soma79.com slash quiet life loud friends and you'd be able to download all of it, which I don't even know if that's gonna be live yet. So we'll see if, what happens. But um and I'll bootleg it yeah. for you guys. Don't worry. Yeah. I don't know if this, if this comes out Friday, I might do a little early for that, but we'll see. The um uh the bonus track, which is available only right now for download on the website for free download, the website comes with it, the MP3s and waves called I Don't Know You But I Hate You. Uh, this is the song. This was one of the ones that I wrote during that um, Riddle and Binge. I wrote the first verse, really liked it, and then didn't know what I was going to do with it. And then I just came up with this idea for the second one after, like, you know, like it was during that weekend. I, I spit this one out. Um, I like this song a lot. The reason why it's the bonus song and not um, on the album is because the beat, I've heard this song so many times. And I fluctuate between the absolutely loving the beat and feeling like it's beating the shit out of me. <laughs> Is that the eight bit beat? Yes. All right. So no, it's funny when I made that once again, that's one of those beats where I made where I was like, I'm just going to completely go off the rails. I'm going to completely just do something completely different and just do some weird shit. Yeah. And like, I, I remember being like, um, um, oh man, what it was a certain plugin that I found. And it was all like eight bit sounds, you know what I mean? Sound yeah. effects. And I remember I was playing around with shit and like, that was almost like an accident when I came up with that like loop, I was just fucking around. And like, or like when I recorded it, like I, that's like actually the ones, one of the ones I fucked up. But when I heard it, I was like, I, you know, played it back and I was like trying to find what I actually wanted to play. And I was like, it's so weird and different. I was like, yeah, I kind of fucking like it. Me and too. I was like, I'm just gonna, I was like, I'm gonna keep that. And you know what I mean? I was like, I'm just gonna run with that. And then I started building the beat around that. Cause I, I tend to uh, make my, my samples first, like, uh, like, or, or pick a sample or anything I'm going to play, whatever. I usually tend to do that first and build the kind of the beat around that. Makes sense. Yeah. I know some people do drums first and I'm like, I usually do drums first. Yeah. I, I like I've tried to do like it during I made a lot of beats at all the ones I made the drums first I'm like I hate that beat yeah. and then all the ones I made the sample first I build the drums around it like I love that beat yeah so I don't it's, know, I don't know. Well, brain... to me it felt like the perfect um the perfect bonus song um beat and and, and even song in general because so the song came out of a, a conversation I had I forget 
I think it was a dude in San Antonio. It was one of Concept's friends I was chatting with one day. And I forget exactly who it was, but there was um we were talking about just kind of how silly battle rapping is. Not like how like not like battle rapping like you know like a battle, but like diss songs are. Where you're basically going, I hate you so much, I wrote this poem about you, and my feelings will be hurt if you don't write one about me. And that's sort of what the song is about. If you put it that way, that does sound fucking absurd. You know what I mean? If you put it that way, where you're like, listen, you better write something back to me, okay? Or else I'm not going to feel like what I said was as important. Right, right. right. (laughs) I'm going to feel embarrassed for saying all those bad things about you. Yeah, and and it's like, you didn't respond. But that's the funny thing, but it's like you're always under so much pressure. It's like not that anybody's really dissed me or whatever, but it's like the idea that it's like, oh, what's he? It's like, why are you being like the idea that somebody can just decide that they're going to have an afternoon of my time that I'm going to dedicate towards writing a song about them to me is ludicrous. I don't know who you like. My schedule is tight. Like, and I think it's just so funny that it's just, it's like, I know this is more of a joke. This is probably more of a joke because I do get that battle raps a big I can No, I can always find the time to make fun of somebody. I I, I get it. It's just, it's just a, I, I just can think find it's... my time to shit on you, okay? Well, hey, and write me a song. I might write it back. I just, oh, I, I, I just... Think it's, I'd be like, if you wrote a diss song back, I'd be like, hilarious. And I <laughs> love diss songs, too. I love listening to diss songs. I just find it... There are certain times that I look at things and I find it objectively silly because it's like you're full of like, you know, hip hop's a lot about making yourself bigger and tougher and like a bigger version of yourself. But it's like, come on, you know, at a certain point, it almost becomes pro wrestling lunatics where you're like, you're not going to do any of it. But also, if you think about it, though, that's also where hip hop started. Right. Right. But it's like to me, it also started with somebody being like, I'm the fucking best. You're not as good as me. And then somebody being like, fuck you. I'm better, and you're not as good as I am. Right. You're mediocre at best. Yeah. And it's like, you know what I mean? That's pretty much where hip-hop started, too, is like, I think that's why battling has always been such a big part of hip-hop. Because, all right, think about any other genre of music. Nobody's ever been like, right. bro, you fucking suck. You know what I mean? Like, no fucking... All, the only other version there is is, like, Robert Johnson versus the devil or something. <laughs> it's like one right. of those, like from like the movie crossroads it's like that's yeah, like I, you know. yeah exactly and like but besides that you know what i mean unless you're fucking dissing the devil you know what i mean right. like most people are like you know what i mean like not uh, most uh, i mean now that i think about it, not most all there's no other genre of music that i ever seen like there's bands that have beef with each other but it's very rare if you ever see that band write another song about that right. other band shitting on it's, that it's band. a weird it's a very weird thing and I do uh, agree. And, and no I don't want to has that. Right. I don't want to pretend like I don't love beef and hip hop and I don't love and I don't think it's an integral part. I just the day that I wrote this, I was just thinking about how objectively silly it is. And just all right. Like, well, uh, actually, now that uh, that when I we're talking about if you were to pick your favorite like diss song, Checkmate by Jadakiss. Oh, without question. You literally did not hesitate. Yeah. The 50 cent diss, right? Yeah. Or that song is just knockout after knockout after knockout. Uh, dude. Since when <laughs> it's is like it, going to see yeah. 50 at a show and he don't come out singing. <laughs> yeah. It, since when is it cool to get shot and not shoot yeah, back? Shoot back? Yeah. Love that. Bro, that I was going to say bar for bar. That shit is stupid. Yeah. I remember being, uh, I, I had my first, like my first real like adult job and I worked at a metal fabrication shop and I had a creative and it was before, a creative was like an iPod before iPods. Oh, yeah. Like a Zoom. 
Like, yeah, 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 yeah. But it, it was called the Creative, and it, it was like it could hold like a shit ton of songs. And I remember it had uh, uh, that was one of the songs that were on it. And then it had a bunch of Eminem diss songs too to like other people and shit on oh, there. Yeah. He's got some monsters. Green Lantern disses and shit like that. Oh yeah. But, what, um, um, what what do you think the best is? What's your favorite diss song? Ooh. So um, uh, my one of mine. I mean, obviously, like I guess one of the most classics is like Ether. You know, Ether is fucking insane. Like, you know, especially on like such a large scale, fucking Nas versus Jay-Z. You know what I mean? And we're still using the term ether and people are still saying killed you on your own shit. You know, the reference to like he goes and M killed you on your own shit. People yeah, are still yeah, using because... those phrases. It's like that's that went into the hip hop lexicon. Well, I was going to say that became part of the vocab. You know what I mean? Where like they were like, oh, somebody murdered you on your own shit. Like right. with Renegade talking about Renegade. Yeah, people um, talk more now. I, I feel like maybe it's just me, but I feel like after that song, people started talking more and more about who won a song, like who had the best verse on a song. Right. Well, that I mean, think about that, that idea I mean, out there. That's pretty much all a diss song is. It's like right. if I'm dissing another like dude, you know what I mean, and he's dissing me back. The only thing to have it be comparable is to other people to be like, "Yo, this one's better," or "This dude won." You know what I mean, right. like. That's, I guess, the only way to gauge a diss song, unless it's like an actual battle with judges and shit. Yeah. Like, and most battles now aren't judged. They're both just side in the comments, you know. Who cares, right. really? And, and I mean, and I guess it's probably maybe better that way instead of you making somebody pick about who they think yeah. was better, you let the people decide. Because right. the listeners are the people that, like, some people just might be a bigger fan of that dude and be like, I don't give a fuck right. what that guy said. This Ultimately, for the fans, it's about the experience. And in the end, it's like... You know, right. I'm a very not competitive person. So in the end, I just want everybody to have a good time. So that's what I kind of like about how battles have evolved. You know, they're sort of just like, we agree. Yeah, with it should be this. about, the, you know, just more or less the experience. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, and, and don't get me wrong. I think like sometimes there is a fucking clear winner where you look oh, at somebody. Yeah. Like, I dude clearly want, like, we didn't even need to have judges for this. Yeah. You know, but, but honestly, uh, if we're thinking about it, uh, honestly, probably one of my favorite diss songs of all time is uh nail in the coffin yeah i remember when that came out oh my god bro absolutely insane like yeah line for line that song is insane eminem nail in the coffin yeah benzino yeah yeah and and don't get me wrong also coming from a dude from boston i know i mean like literally from boston i'll tell you though and maybe this doesn't make sense i didn't know who he was until that happened because it's like that was around 2000 2001 in the boston hip-hop scene like you know i went to like the only time i really spent in boston was like when i went to bu and i was pretty separate from the actual city i didn't really know who benzino was i knew him a little bit because when i was in when i I graduated film school my friends and i had an office in the village in new york and in the neighboring office was the source magazine like they were our neighbors so like we did some videos we did a video for blinky blink who was mace's brother like we were doing like videos like at that level back then he has like one song it's on the rugrats soundtrack but like we did like a video for him and like but like we would have these meetings with people from the source and one the guy we knew from dorchester who he'd done some work with marky mark and with like he's recorded some albums himself but like he knew benzino a little bit so that was the first time i heard the name and that was like about a month or two i think before the disc came out and i was like what is my worlds are really colliding here but um, with with me some like i like i actually like lived in boston i actually lived in dorchester and stuff so so 
growing up in that in that uh, like environment in that area it's like you know you you know who people are and right. you hear about people like i'd heard of almighty R R rso but i didn't know who benzino was like it was so i was like at that level where i was like a kind kind of knew but didn't really know yeah yeah I, I i mean like i said like i never met him or anything like that but i knew plenty of other people that did know him you know what i mean so yeah. you know yeah, you're, his daughter's doing big things now Coiler, yeah, yeah, she's yeah. pretty amazing. So yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, and even then, she was dating other like big rappers and shit like that. I think she was dating like Trippy Red or something like that yeah, for a yeah. while. Yeah, yeah. So like, you know right. what I mean? Like just like other young young rappers that are like doing huge shit now. So yeah, yeah. But yeah, so that's my diss song to diss songs, um, which is available for now only when you download the album for free on the website. So I hope everybody enjoys it. I mean. Yeah. That's one, that's one of those beats that you picked though and i was very surprised that you picked that beat because that's one of those beats like once again i know you like weird sounding shit and um and so i was like okay i'm gonna send that to you and you know and why i picked it actually and i forgot to mention this is because it reminded me of one of my favorite beats that we did a song on together you know what i'm gonna say no lawnmower men oh me you oh. And, and damien yep and uh actually that was a holbrook beat also shout out to holbrook uh yep. beer wax um yeah shout out beer wax shout out holbrook. holbrook i think he made that beat off a record that i lent him that was like that was like video game soundtracks and i, I was gonna love say, that beat he made like uh eight different beats or whatever that were all like and probably all off yeah, that same I think it was off that record not, yeah. not, i i had no idea actually that you gave him that record um but yeah, they were all like video game sounding, like eight bit sounding stuff, and he made like eight like banging beats off of it too that were just fucking. Sick. I that one I might he's still go one of my favorite producers of all time. Yeah, like he's, he's so that, sick. that's one of my you know best friends. Yeah. But that yeah. was always the name that I I always want. Like that was the name for Mike Monarchy. That I think I was pushing for was the Lawnmower Man because it's like the joke is you blow through grass like you're the Lawnmower Man. I just always thought that was yeah. a cool name. Um, and. I, I thought that to me, like, um, that was like a fucking great movie. And also, do you know, it's weird. I have so many bars off of that verse in that song that so many I've heard so many other people flip, like even even up till recently, like flip like similar lines to stuff that yeah. like I said in that song. And that song's so old. I love that song. It's and one of my so, favorites. Like, uh, actually, you sent me uh, randomly, I think you emailed it to me, and it was like um, a picture of the verse. Because I, oh, yeah. I, I wrote it. I wrote it. I wrote it in one of your notebooks. Yeah. You like emailed me a page, and I'm, and you go, Do you know what this is? And I looked at it, like, because it was just like a fucking little square. And I, I clicked on it. I was like, Holy shit, that's my lawnmower, man. I was it was funny. I was gonna frame that. I gotta find that again so I can frame it because I was so pumped when I especially because it was that song and I love that song so much. Yeah, just, yeah, me, me too. That's like probably one of my favorite songs that like I ever did and uh, one of like probably my favorite song that I've ever done with you. Yeah, I, I love that one. But um, yeah. but yeah, yeah, so um so that's Quiet Life Loud Friends. I mean, it's a 20-minute album. We just spent over two hours talking about it, so um you know, I mean, it's, it's it's a really good listen. You should go listen to it. Um, it's it's a dope album. It's I dope yeah, album. I really you did amazing stuff on it. Thank you so much for doing it with me. It's um, yeah, um thank, you. Oh, thank you. I'm excited for the next one, which is going to be called um, "You're Scaring the Ducks." We already have verses on it for from Elza, and we got a hook from Rex. We got 
Um, I don't, we oh, have, uh, yeah, no, we, we have Elzai and which is crazy to me that, uh, that I have now, once again, that's, I guess, one more thing that I guess to add to my like repertoire, like where I can be like, oh, I produce for Elzai. Yeah. And it's crazy because, um, I don't know if you knew this. He, he was supposed to be in D12. Yeah. Yeah. I remember hearing that. Yep. Like I, I watched a whole, and he interview. was in slum village. Yeah, he was in Slum Village, but I I watched an interview. I think it was with like Bizarre or somebody, and uh, they were talking about it, and they were like, "Yeah, he he was actually supposed to be one of the original members of D12," and like, and I I just thought about that. I'm like, dude, imagine him and Eminem versus together. I don't think they've ever done a song together either. We no, just they, kind of they haven't, and it was it was around that 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 era where Eminem and D12 were for, were, were forming. And uh, and Elzai from uh, being from Detroit in that area and shit, he was supposed to be in that group, and then he just ended up being like, "No, nah, I'm gonna go off and do other shit." And he yeah. never ended up being in the group, which, I mean, now yeah. I guess in retrospect, probably. Who yeah. I mean, the the curse of shady records. Um, I do want to get. You remember Mike Styles? Yeah, yeah. He there was a rumor. I, I want to get him on this too. I haven't talked to him in years, but he's a really nice guy. He was allegedly close to shine to signing with Shady Records years ago. I'd love to get him to talk about that experience. But um really? yeah, there was um he had done this great song where he did we basically was a fuck you to everybody in the industry, and it got him a little bit of attention. And I think that's what um, you know, he's a guy that I, I have always thought was really funny and, and smart, nice dude. So super oh, I, I guess that's kind of what 50 did to get signed. You did yeah. Yeah, Rob. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Elza too, like he's I he should be the biggest rapper in the world. He's absolutely amazing. Like some oh, of the dude. verses, I have two songs with him that I haven't released yet. One's on Drink a Song of Children, the one the, the one we just talked about. I yeah. can't believe that some of the lines he's put out are exclusive to my shit. I was like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, him as like a lyricist. He that dude is fucking top notch. Like yeah, it, like that dude is insane. So no, like, else, no dubs either. I remember the first time. I remember yeah. like I know it was with you or with Skippy. I think it was with Skippy who produced the first song to do with him. He was like, hey, he didn't. He said he Elza sent over two files. One was the um the verse, and the other was blank. And I was like, oh, he must have accidentally not sent the dubs. And he's like, nah, man, no dubs. And I was like, all right. Yeah. And I was like, don't need them. If you're Elza, you don't need them. Well, well same thing with my with my track. It was the same thing. Um, there was uh, he sent over his his verse, and there was another one that was just blank. Yep. And then I said the same thing. I go, I think he meant to send over the dubs, and you're like, nope. <laughs> that's like, no, that's so funny though. Okay. And I forgot about that that he did it twice. It's almost like he's yeah. being like, nah, man, they ain't coming. They ain't needed. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Like if I fucked up, you ain't getting them, and that's all you're getting, and it's gonna yeah. good enough. Or like, basically oh, like be, basically being like, yo, man, you're looking for him, but you don't need him. Is the verse is he's amazing. He's absolutely he's he's amazing. If you don't know Elza, you have to, I mean, you'll hear him on some of my uh, yeah, stuff, dude. But. Uh, uh well, first of all, he's like he you're right, he should be like one of the most famous MCs in the world. And yeah. like I mean, the people that know know. Yeah, you know, they know, but but he should be way more famous. Also, wicked in the back and forth of having a wicked nice guy, wicked professional, wicked seems smart. Just you know, I he's a very pleasure to deal with. And and, I, and I, he, I, I'd love to work with him again. Like I, I will go back to that well as many times as they allow me to draw water from it. 
well that and he's been doing it forever so it's like it's it's surprising i feel like the people that have been doing it forever tend to be very difficult to work with at least in my experience like the yeah. people that i feel like uh not like they're like privileged or anything they're but guarded you know they're somebody you know, that's been doing it forever they, they tend to to be like you know whatever you know what i mean they kind of it's i feel like maybe it's easier for them to brush people off or or whatever but um think about how many times copyright or esoteric is that some half drunk dude going like this with a flat brim hat telling him how he's next and we gotta like build together like i mean that's <laughs> happened to them every show that they have been to for the past hundred years and it's like yeah, that's the first whenever i'm talking to a rapper you will not get any of that vibe off me i hate that vibe yeah, yeah i'm sure they're probably like yep definitely yeah. you know what i mean like, is, yeah. well it's funny like you know i wouldn't consider myself artistically tremendously successful from a business perspective but when you meet the people that are and I, I know some of them you can see through they can see through the bullshit really fast and they and they yeah. understand what it takes to actually make it how it's not about your story it's not about your it's about how much work you put into it and how you know mm -hmm. whether you're willing to show up every day or not and most people aren't well, um, I heard a great quote, like, and I, I still like always, I'm like, that is hundred percent true. They go, uh, hard work beats talent hundred percent of the time. Yeah, it does. And like, and it's funny. Cause like we were talking about that at the beginning of it. I was like, some of the most fucking insanely talented MCs or like artists or whatever that I've ever met, like whether it was singers, rappers, like, uh, musicians, no matter what, all the people I know that like are just fucking oozing talent have zero drive or don't put any effort in or they go why am i not famous yet and then right. it's like because you don't fucking put any like actual work in and then all the people that i know that are like you know not, not saying, not, yeah i was gonna say not even saying like they're mediocre or anything like that you know what i mean like they're, they're talented right. you know as well but but as as far as all the people that I know that are mo the most talented people put in zero effort and then they go, fuck it, I quit because I'm not where I want to be. And yeah. then the people that I know that are like, you know, somewhat talented or, or you're good enough. And then those are the ones that put in the most work. And those are the ones that get like so much further than than anybody I know with like actual just natural god gifted talent you know what i mean yeah. it's fucking well, crazy one of my friends from high school his dad he said once um the harder i work the luckier i get and um that really makes a lot of sense to me well um, i mean I he guess... unfortunately went on to pass away during a business trip um by some odd stroke of coincidence considering that's the um the story that's the that's the memory i have from the most i think about that all the time the harder i work the luckier i get and the irony of how he passed away but I mean, um it's... was he uh going to do something big when he died um i don't want to get into this is a story that if i start peeling the I, it's something i'd be more comfortable talking about in private but it's right. um it's yeah it's uh but yeah, it's just, it's well, well, I have this way that I'm trying to fix about myself, actually, whereas I've been doing this a lot where I, 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 I'll, I'll be talking to my mother about something. I'd be like, oh, this I'll explain to her who somebody is in pop culture. 
And then I'll feel the need to end it with something negative because I want it. I'm like, oh, but they're also got me too last year. Or they also, and it's like, I need to, I feel like there's a part of me that goes, I don't want to be responsible for not giving the full story. But I realize that sometimes the story is only about the moment and it's not about it. And I have to stop doing that because it's something I've been doing for years where I'm like, this is a really great thing. At the end, I'm like, yeah, but. Yeah. But <laughs> I mean, also. I hate that they, about me. They died doing that. Right. You know right. what I mean? But I mean, because uh, well, I always want to tell a story that show, tells a point. In the end, I want to show you how it's all meaningless. It's essentially, what <laughs> that's my view of life is I want to show you a point, but then remind you that it's meaningless. Uh, and that's what I do when I do that. I hadn't thought about that. Well, I, I mean, I guess to piggyback on, I guess, like the point that you were making before is um, you said something about like, um, um, uh, I, I, I'm going to be terrible at pa- paraphrasing this, but it was something about um, um there's no such thing as luck. It's just, um, it's just, um, something about like, um, every time you do something, you're building yourself for another opportunity to open like another door or whatever. So there really is no luck to it. It's just like the more things you do, like, it's not like, Oh, well I did this and I did this and I did this. So I got lucky. It's like, yeah, maybe, but also because you did a B and C, it opened door D, which got you to meet this person or or th- then this opportunity happened. It's something to do with that. There's no such thing as luck. It's just, um, you know, um, uh, just uh, opportunity, basically. Yeah. You know, it's like the more things you do, like even wor- working hard, you know, and you're just working hard at something and, and always putting your all into it. Like you're just, it's not luck at that point. And you're just building opportunities for yourself. Right. And the biggest thing that I've taught people that told me over the years, one of the most surprising things that I've learned in life is that <clears throat> the things that you work the hardest at are the things you'll get the least amount of credit for. But when you, you will get the most amount of credit for things that were almost, you didn't even think about. And you have to be willing to accept the fact that you will usually get your love and your flowers, but they may not be the time you expect. Like if I put this album out, an example would be if I put this album out and nobody listens to it. We put it out, nobody listens to it, whatever. But then, like, I accidentally write, like, a stupid song that I put out on TikTok, and it gets 8 million views, and everything comes back. It's like, you can't choose that the thing that you put all this effort into. Like, you have to be comfortable with the fact that sometimes you're going to work your ass off on someone, and no one's going to give a fuck. And sometimes you're going to do something totally meaningless, and people are going to think you're great, and you have to be okay with that. And that's why I think, um, uh, I guess, circling back around, like, to, to the thing we said earlier, is, like, that's when I stopped holding on to shit, where I was like, Oh, yeah. I'm saving this for this like special moment. It's like, dude, all all's I'm doing every time I put something out, it's like I just want like maybe the 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 possibility of somebody hearing it and that clicking with that person or whatever. Like you said, it's like I could put that one song out on you know TikTok or something, it get eight million views, and then but all of a sudden now I have a catalog. Now, yeah. now I have a but now I know your hard work pays off. Yeah, now now all my hard work pays off. All the other shit that I've been putting out that, like you said, what if nobody ever like what if right. nobody even listened to it? You know what I mean? Like uh, luckily for me, I feel like um a lot of the stuff that I do put out, like whether it hits the right crowd or whatever, like you know, it gets to the right people, or I worked with the right people, or you know, it was right, right time, right place, whatever whatever the case may be um it, it tends to to resonate with certain people and certain things at certain times but uh but 
as far as like uh, me trying to, you know, hold on to shit or, or, you know, waiting for a right moment. If that right moment does happen with whatever the next thing I put out, uh, like I, I usually, I have a catalog. So if that resonates with that one person or whether it's, you know, a million people, if a million, I get a million views on something, that's something that people go back and they're like, oh, he actually, he has a bunch of other shit I can listen to. And I realize that like, it's almost like not like a one hit wonder type thing. Cause you know, nowadays you can go back and I, I have an entire catalog. You can go through my, my oh, yeah. Spotify or my YouTube or whatever. And you could find a, a, maybe a bunch of other shit that you're into. Oh, I see it happen too in the podcast. If I have one episode that's particularly um, popular, I see some of my other numbers for other episodes go up. So. Right. Cause then people are, like I said, if somebody likes one of the things that they didn't know about you. And I realize that we're like, especially in the generation that we come from of like people like back in the day, you had to like tour a lot and you had to promote your own shit. And there wasn't as many opportunities to put your stuff out there on blast, like how there is now. It's like you had to reach that niche or that fan base or whatever, the people that fucked with you. But then as soon as they showed other people, you know, your stuff where they were like, Hey, you like the same stuff. I like, you might like some of this. And then, that's when your other shit catches on or, you know, yeah. if somebody's into your shit, you know, they're more likely to check out your other shit and, you know, some of it, they, they may like and some of it, they may not, but they're more likely to check out right. your shit. If they find something they're already into. Yep. Yep. All right. We're pushing three hours. I think here, probably two and a half. So this has, been a, this has been a pleasure, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Any closing thoughts on this, on this EP? Um, yeah go listen to it and also um if it is for sale i mean i'm pretty sure it's for free but if you can give me money for a new fridge yes yeah um yeah give me money yes give him money for his fridge yeah give me money for a fridge also um go check out uh some of all of his other shit uh because it's dope and go buy his artwork because it's really dope and none of this for uh, sale right now (laughs) and and also um go um uh i don't know if you like anything that you hear and you're an artist yourself and you want beats or if you like the production and you like the the engineering you like the way shit sounds hit me up for um mixing or mastering or whatever yep definitely man all right it's been a pleasure hit up pills you check out all his stuff Pillsy Beats, almost 79. No. Let's do it. All right. Peace. Peace. Some motherfucking dubbing out you. You feel me? City blocks for low if any guap Same shit, eh, yeah, my first full gray hair One more felony, I might have my first full gray beard It's way weird Feel like that was only yesterday I'ma slowly blow like parolees The homies guesstimate When I blow, don't bro me like you know me No, hit the exit stage Left of the tackle spray Redirecting your steps this way It feels shit progressing Got the steel with the vested Even in the summertime, I will Smith and Wesson You cutting from the grassy So underground, Nardwar wouldn't know What the fuck to ask me I still
stick it in the stomach Now let me hit the throat She call me Mr. Drummond So many different strokes Your punchlines, Mr. Drummond Audience, Mr. Jokes To your family, return from visit, folks Some love it Try not to get caught. 